Welcome back to He's Abroad. This is Jason back in Brooklyn. And joined by, as always, joined by John, who's still, still in abroad in New Zealand. Still He's not going anywhere. The, doesn't have to go anywhere. He should stay it's there. Beautiful. Yeah, I'm running around. Uh, again, I don't think I can go anywhere because it's real funny, right? Because I'm about to take a bunch of holiday time off because, you know, life. You just got to sometimes you got to just stop and relax. You got to hit the and, reset button. You know, and you, you know, gotta, I some, sometimes sometimes you got to turn it off, turn it back on. And sometimes you need to do that. Sometimes you need to unplug it and then and then plug it back in. But you got to keep it unplugged for a while. For it's, it it's the joys of being a contractor. Right. So re- remember this, kids, as we all go to like gig economy and like you get paid for the work that you do, you take advantage of it. You work extremely hard when you're when you are working, when you are getting paid. And then you take a bunch of time off <laughs> because that's the joys of being a contractor. Because when you're when you're an employee, right, you get your vacation days and your holidays and your sick days and your benefits and all that stuff. When you're a contractor, they just pay you. And you have to remind them that they don't own you. And so, yeah, that's the the joys of the gig economy. So I'm going to go take a bunch of time off. And the funny thing is, right, normally when this happens, I start looking at where to travel, right? So I start looking like, okay, maybe let's see, Japan, Korea, South Africa, um, Peru. Um, where else have I been? I mean, that's a pretty good list. You can go to Ghana. That's where Hannibal yeah. Burris is allegedly going. Yeah, Ghana, um, go to, you know, Scotland, go to the UK. And, you know, you can't do you can't do any of that because everyone other than New Zealand and New Zealand, trust me, if they if the government would have allowed us, we would have messed this up, too, (laughs) because people are idiots. It doesn't matter where you are. So don't don't feel like people in New Zealand are this, you know, this great bastion of togetherness and, and hope. It's just like, no, the government here, people tend to trust their government where Everywhere else, no one trusts their government. So, unfortunately, I'm a little afraid to leave this country because of the passport that I own, which has a big, you know, the big blue passport with the big seal on it that basically goes, hey, you're an American. You can't go anywhere because you're surrounded by idiots in your country. Um, so, I'm going to stay in New Zealand. I'm going to stay down it's here. It's crazy how quick that turned around because that turned real used quick. To be, that used to be gold. The right? New Zealand, or sorry, the American passport is on par with the Mexican passport right now. That ain't good, people. <laughs> what's, wrong the, what's, what's wrong with the What's wrong with the Mexican passport? Mexican passport has a lot of restrictions on it, depending on where you go. Just because, um, mm. so you don't have this unlimited freedom card like in the U.S. You just sort of wave your passport as long as you're not in the Middle East, right? You can go anywhere in the world for for the most part by being an American. Now you can't because everyone thinks that you have the virus, and there's a good chance that you might. Yeah. Well, I got the test. I got the test yesterday. How was it? Was it uncomfortable? Um, yeah, they basically jammed it. Now, all right, I should rephrase <laughs> this because I was, I knew I heard ahead of time, okay, it's going to be a little bit of discomfort. I'm like, whatever. They're doing, they're doing hundreds of thousands of tests a day at this point, you could assume. And, you know, no one's being like, this is the worst thing ever. I could deal with it, right? I'm a man. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to get this test because that's what I'm supposed to do. So I go in there. And she has the, um, it was fine. I go to a city MD and yeah, they, it's like this really long Q-tip. That's the swab, you know? And they, uh, and she's like, yeah, so you know how this works? It's like, I was like, yeah, you're basically just going to jam it up there. And she's like, it's not that barbaric. That's what she said to me. <laughs> she's like, it's a little bit more finesse than that. She's like, I'm going to put it up there. I'm going to swab around and then I'm going to pull it out. It's going to take a few seconds. I was like, okay, cool. 
And then, uh, yeah, it felt like just jamming it up there. I'm not going to lie. When uh, when all was said and done, it just kind of puts it up there. It goes a lot deeper than anything you've ever had up your nose before. Like you kind of feel it underneath your eye. It's a little bizarre. But after a few seconds, it's over and it's done. I'm not going to whine about it. It's fine. Yeah. Well, that's so. Good. So when do yeah. you get your when do you get the results back? Next week. It's fucking stupid. So I don't after <laughs> when they said you don't get the results back for seven weeks. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm walking out like because <laughs> I got I got back. I, I went down to this wedding right in North Carolina. All right. The Outer Banks. Should I have done it? Probably not. Should this thing Congratulations, have happened? Brittany, again. Probably not. Because I saw a couple of pictures from Alice who showed me her Instagram and beautiful bride. The dude had a nice suit. Sorry, I don't remember his name, but he seems like a nice enough guy. But I liked his suit. It was a good color. Ryan. His name's Ryan. Ryan. Yes. Ryan and Brittany. Congratulations. Um, Ryan, he doesn't listen to this thing anyway, so it's fine. It was a good time, though. Now, like I said, shouldn't have happened? No. Um, is this a wild uh, form of hypocrisy? Yes, like we did that. But everybody before basically stayed quarantined. Most people got tested if they weren't, if they had to be out, whatever. So it was, we took all the precautions we could. Everybody who was coming into the, into the party, we made, they were like the help and stuff. If you were from North Carolina, you basically had to wear a mask so you wouldn't, you know, get us sick if you had it. And I haven't really been I have I wasn't exposed to any new people since Thursday of last week, right? So it's Friday. And I took the test on Thursday yesterday. And I want I wanted to take it sooner, but I just didn't have the time to. So I I took it yesterday. Everybody is uh already started getting tested and from the party. Three people have got to have results come back so far, all negative, so that's good. Uh, and we'll see, but I figure if it's seven days since I've been encountered with any new people who has basically stayed put for those three days through Sunday or four days through Sunday, then that's seven days to Sunday yesterday. I mean, it's the Thursday yesterday. And then another seven days to when I get the test, which back, which is the following Thursday, it's like, all right, I've already, if I don't have any symptoms, I basically don't, I already know I don't have it at that point. Right. Sure. So, so the only reason you're going to do this is so you could add me to the list. It's like, okay, fine, go for it. You got my snot and I goo. Is that, I think that's what it's called. I goo. Is that a thing? <laughs> that's the stuff that's up there in your head behind your eye. So whatever they got, like they got it now. I should have got the antibody test. I didn't do that. That was a little stupid, but I could always go. Yeah, that was a little it. stupid while you were already there. I know. I actually didn't think about it. I'm just like, test me. Do I have it? No. All right. I'm out of here. Stick the thing up my nose. Let's get out of here. So, um, yeah, it was, um, but it was fine. You know, if people are going to complain about it, they're babies. I mean, I had the, um, like when I, I heard stories about people who got PRK, the, the laser, the laser eye surgery that I got and people were complaining how that was the worst thing ever. I'm like, that wasn't that bad. So maybe, maybe my threshold for pain isn't like, is, is pretty good. I suppose, which is weird because I, I always do feel like a bit of a wuss. So that's fine. I, you know, I approach life as more of a pacifist, but when it comes to this kind of thing, it's like, whatever, you know, that's what it is. Go deeper, you know, put it up further. <laughs> so I guess the problem uh, yeah. is though, is that this test is only as good as when you took it. 
So now that you're back in Brooklyn and like, how much freedom do you have? Are you, did you bolt the door or are you running around getting groceries with a mask on? Like how, like now that you're sort of out of the quarantine that you spent the last, what, 10 weeks in Mm -hmm. now, again, you, you could catch that thing tonight. You can go outside and catch it. And your test that you says you were fine is only as good as when you took it. Exactly. So like when it's a week late, you're like, uh, all right, fine. I'm not, I'm not doing much of anything. I I'm limiting going out like as much as I possibly can. I'm getting uh, groceries delivered. Um, a lot of stuff. Fresh direct. Are you doing fresh direct? Whole foods. Oh, wow. You, you, (laughs) you privileged snob. Let me explain. Let me explain. The OG of, of grocery delivery, the original before any of this COVID mess happened, it was fresh direct. And I'll tell you what, fresh direct changed my life. Changed. My favorite part about living in New York was Fresh Direct, by far. Okay. The dude, this was like what two thousand and nine, ten. Yeah, groceries to my door every Sunday morning between six and eight, and it was there like clockwork. The dude would bring up the boxes. You fold. Oh man, I mean, and this was two thousand and ten. We are two thousand twenty, and now everyone is hip to delivering groceries. Fresh Direct is the OG of grocery delivery. Never forget that. Yeah, I won't. I and I did. I looked at it, but then, but then, here's the deal. Because I was gonna do that, but I get five percent back with my freedom card uh, for this quarter. Points. Yeah, what are you gonna use your points on? You can't uh, travel that's anywhere. It's a, a good question. <laughs> I could just give myself. Uh, I could give myself fifteen hundred dollars right now if I wanted to. I guess. Yeah, but but I'm not gonna do that because that's like two thousand dollars to travel with. So maybe, maybe, eventually, if there's any airlines left. <laughs> There will be. One. It'll come back. Will there be? Two, yeah, two years from now, it'll be fine. Okay, sure. <laughs> On those planes, two years that have from been now, it'll be around, fine, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. What are they giving an oil job? They're they're not sitting around. I mean, there's probably a lot that are sitting around. But well, because you realize flying. that like, like there's still planes, flights. you have to you have to fly planes in order for them to stay good. Like you can't just let a plane sit. Sure. It's like a car. Yes, you have to use it. Yeah. If you don't use it, you lose it. You lose it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I think I I trust them. You know, I'm not going to be on the first flight, but they're still they're still flying back and forth. Like there's still flights from New Zealand to Australia to from New Zealand to the U.S. It's just who's on it. Imagine that you should actually take that flight just to see what it's like. Like to see the, you could be you could have all the classes to yourself because they're probably still running that same plane, and they probably are still running those planes even if there's no passengers on it, just because they know it'll be cheaper to fly them than it is to fix them or replace them in a year's time let's say yeah because i mean the the cost of jet fuel has to be down right (laughs) like jet fuel's got to be cheaper than it's ever been yeah to like fuel a plane yeah well there was that time i don't think we talked about the podcast was that time that what is it It was like negative like the cost of a barrel was negative yeah like they would give you (laughs) they would give you the barrel and they'd throw in a little extra topper if you bought it (laughs) yeah yeah here's the barrel and here's five bucks thank you (laughs) thank you why all right great doing business with you that's when you stock up um yeah it'll be weird it'll happen it'll come back um but yeah i got the test the wedding was fun uh at one point he jumped into the pool with a at the end of the wedding uh the groom jumped into the pool with a banana suit on that was the first time i've ever seen that at a wedding and it was a good time it was a good time so it was a good diversion it was a decent, decent vacation, about a nine hour drive, eight to nine hour drive. 
one way. Um, I was it definitely took longer to go down than it did coming back. Sure. It's some um, crazy, crazy weather going across the Chesapeake bridge or something like that. It's like a really, really long ass bridge. And that, that took forever because they capped the speed limit going down at 35 miles per hour when it's usually 55. Okay. Yep. So, uh, when you're doing that for like, I don't know, 10 miles, more than that, 20 miles, it, t- <laughs> it takes a really long time <laughs> to slow you down significantly. But anyway, wasn't bad. Wasn't bad. Um, God, I did order a whole bunch of stuff from Amazon uh, to uh, because I don't have the same cooking equipment that I had. Matter of fact, I had almost none of what I needed. So I got everything I needed to be able to make myself some pancakes. Uh, I've been cooking a lot. I've cooked every meal this week. Uh, so that's cool. Every dinner, I should say. And yeah, so far good to be back in Brooklyn. The way they uh, the way they've done things to uh, restaurants to accommodate outdoor dining is awesome. Like a lot of a lot of these restaurants, I'd say most that I saw have put out these uh, these makeshift patios in the in the street parking spots that would normally be there so that they could add a few tables uh, in front. So you already have this kind of wider sidewalk that you have here in Brooklyn and then it's the on the avenue and then these additional tables on the outside. So it's pretty cool. Looking forward to uh, getting out of this quarantine and being able to go out to eat a little bit, treat myself, mix in some more of these good habits of uh, cooking for myself and the joys of maintaining a cast iron skillet. (laughs) Okay. Interesting. So you're going to season it and you know, it's a pain in the dick. Have you have you ever used a cast iron skillet? I have. You use it? I have. I my, my parents grew, growing up, we always had cast iron skillets, and you you season it after you finished, and then it pretty much should be nonstick, which is interesting because you're pretty much like I guess it's something with the pores and the in the iron. Yeah. That as long Just as you take care it, of it, it yeah, it actually it down with some oil. Yep. Yep. It's very slick. Um, yeah, I've been I've been cooking in that thing. It's interesting. It gets really damn hot. Um, yes, so that's I haven't burned myself yet. So that's a, yet being the key word. It will happen. Again, if you're if you're a steak um, fan, I am. the the only thing really to cook a steak on is a cast iron skillet because that's how you get it as hot as possible, and you can get a nice sear on it. And yeah, yep, yep. I made a steak tonight. There you go. It was good. Um, I also made maduros for the first time. Yeah, these nice. uh, sweet plantains. You ever make them? Uh, I haven't. I've, I've eaten them, but I've not made them myself. I've not made much. And again, it's hard to find that stuff here. Um, plantains. Yeah, you can't find plantains here. Um, you don't. That, say. That's the joy of being specific. Yeah, because you don't let because like, you don't let the Mexicans in. You don't. <laughs> wow. Bring it over. Um, <laughs> actually, we do. They just they just don't want to come. <laughs> oh, okay. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they were good. the um, The texture wasn't exactly what I wanted, but the taste was there. It was solid. It was pretty good. They looked good in the fryer. When I when I did that first flip, I'm like, I am nailing this right now. I am crushing these things. But I kind of like. I like them to have that kind of um, that caramelization on the outside. Here, they just kind of just browned, and they didn't they didn't kind of have that glistening outside that I tend to like to see. So, I'll give it another shot. I got I got more plantains to uh, to try it out again. So, not a not a bad first attempt. It's quite tasty. Yep. All right. Well, we're not doing a big debate here. We're back to the normal format. 
That's right. Uh, so for those who've been just, listening, we the just last decided. Few weeks, we just yeah. decided that Jason's he shouldn't debate me in anything. Um, he should at least become prepared when he does it. <laughs> Wouldn't hurt. Couldn't hurt. <laughs> so if you've been listening the last couple of weeks and you don't know uh, how this works. John is still not reading the news this year, although he's reading the AP Look, to find out what's going been, on with COVID. I'll tell you what, news, I, guess. I picked the wrong year to do this because it's been rough. And again, I, I've if if I really need to do this, I need to do it when a year when like the world's not falling apart. So I've read more news now than I was hoping, but still no social media, no Instagram, no Facebook outside of Messenger, because that's how people in New Zealand send you messages. Um, like, again, very little news. Like, I'm learning about stuff as it happens like you're like hey did you hear about this i'm like nope did not hear about that so um i get very selected news so cool well i got um so we got three stories here you'll choose the order as per the usual format all right and yeah there's a little weird stuff here so um all right here are your options you ready yep we got number one soul says in soul south korea no, not S O U L, like not right. Right, I'm not talking great. about okay. exactly. No, not that. Um, number two is about the Sims. All right, and number three is about assholes. So you get to choose the order. <laughs> Let's do. What's the most lighthearted of the stories? Because I want to do that one last. Um, Can you give me a hint? This The Sims. Okay, so The Sims last. Let's do a whole second. In order of, if you, want, if you just want to know. Let's do the like, order that you gave it to me. The order, well, no, almost the order you gave it to me. So let's do Soul first. Okay, that's good, because that, that is the darkest one. Here okay. we go. I'm surprised you haven't heard this news. I'm no, glad that I get to tell you this. I mean, it's I'm not glad about it, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Here we go. Ready? This is some wild shit when you hear a headline like this. Reading from CNN, of course. Fake news. Soul's mayor found dead after wow. seven hour search. Wait. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. The mayor really, of the mayor of Seoul is dead. Yeah, the mayor of Seoul is I, dead. I mean, I I don't know who he is, but I mean that's a that's the mayor of a major city. That's a I know. problem. That's some right? crazy shit. Yeah. It's like it's like waking up and being like de Blasio dead. You're like, what? what? Yeah, exactly. What? Well, okay. Yeah, is this that's like why I was surprised? News? Did this just happen? This happened. Uh, it was updated today. I'm pretty sure it was. It happened yesterday. I believe that's when it happened. But this was updated as of as of today, uh, this morning. So here we go. The mayor of Seoul, considered the second most powerful official in South Korea, has been found Whoa, dead the, on a who's the on first? a mountain. The prime minister, probably, or the president, whoever the I don't know the president, what right? Yeah. Korea has. What do they have over there? Do they have a it can't be prime minister gotta... because prime minister is like the Commonwealth, right? Like it's like oh, you okay. have a prime minister. I think when you have royalty. Let's see. What's the president? Yeah, I'm assuming it's like Japan. Seattle. Well, Japan is interesting because yeah, because Japan has a prime minister, but they also have royalty, right? Don't they? Let's see. Yeah, uh, president. Yep, president of South Korea. Yep, there you go. That's it. Okay. That's the thing. We did it. Okay. So the mayor of Seoul, considered the second most powerful official in South Korea, has been found dead on a mountainside within the capital city. Park Won Soon's body was found on Bukok Mountain in Seoul. Seoul Seung, why the fuck did I choose this story? In Seoul's <laughs> Shungbuk-gu neighborhood just after midnight on Friday, local time. 
The area is very close to his official residence on Gangnugu. Police did not. I, I'm sorry to all the Koreans that yeah, are listening I mean, to this. Gre- Greg, I'm sorry. Police. <laughs> I'm just talking to Greg. I don't know if any other Koreans listen to this. Police did not reveal how the mayor died in order to protect his privacy, but they have re- but they have ruled out foul play. No suicide. Yeah, no suicide note was left behind, and his belongings were found nearby. Said Choi Iksu, an official at Seoul Metropolitan Police Agency's Crime Department, during a briefing on Friday. 64-year-old was first reported missing by his daughter on Thursday evening, according to a police official with knowledge of the case. For seven hours, nearly 600 police officers and firefighters, along with three rescue dogs, scoured the city for him. His body was ultimately found by a rescue dog and identified by firefighters. Park was born in 1956 in South Korea's South Gyeongsang province, according to Seoul's Metropolitan Government website. After working as a prosecutor, he became Secretary General of People's Solidarity for Participatory Democratization, a major NGO for several years. Is that like a Korean thing where it's like the People's Republic of, of Korea or these other things? It's like, yeah, just give the longest title possible. Yeah, and the then there's like North Korea are, and South Korea, yeah. even though their actual titles are, are much longer. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, let's be a super descriptive so that there's yes, no absolutely. question. <laughs> what is this? It's the it's the people solidarity for the participatory democratization. Okay, got it. Fair enough, makes sense. I don't know what that means, but cool. The longtime civic activist had been had been Seoul's mayor since 2011 and was seen as a likely hopeful for the country's liberals in the 2022 presidential elections. When Park was elected, never mind. He's not. He's nothing like De Blasio. De Blasio is not much of a hopeful for the liberals. When Park was sorry, when Park was elected in a landslide victory against the ruling party nearly a decade ago, with no political ties or experience, it sparked a public frenzy. His unexpected rise was seen as a sign that South Koreans were tired of traditional politics. The former human rights lawyer ran independently, but forged an alliance with the opposition parties. He championed city welfare projects and became a symbol of reform in a city which, in 2019, had population of around 10 million. He was re-elected as mayor in 2014 and again in 2018. His term was due to last until 2022. When asked about, so here we go. This is if you're wondering why this might have happened, this is this they kind of buried the lead. This is what's going on. When asked about sexual misconduct allegations against Park, Choi confirmed that a legal complaint involving Park had been filed and submitted to police on Wednesday. Per South Korean law, when a suspect dies, open investigations are closed as the, as the prosecutors have no ground to make an indictment. Earlier, search teams had scoured Waryong Park, where police say he was he was recorded on CCTV footage on Thursday. His last cell phone signal was detected, Seongbokbukgu, where his body was ultimately found. Wow. So yeah, this guy was uh, accused of some sexual misconduct allegations on Wednesday, found dead on, reported missing on Thursday, found dead on Friday. Wow. No foul play. So uh, I, I'd say he did it. I mean, I guess that's not fair, though. Like, just Maybe because right, he, right. like, that can't be just because it's like, well, he's guilty because he killed himself. And it's like, well, like, there's a lot of guys who haven't killed themselves. Like, Bill Cosby's super guilty. He didn't kill himself. Right. But I think <laughs> there's also a difference. This could also have to do, and I and I could be very, I could start generalizing here in this. I don't want to sound prejudiced or anything, but yeah. it's like, you think about the, like, we learned in Japan where like the amount of people that jump in front of trains absolutely when they a lot when of they lose their job or they lose yeah. their sort of um you know that dignity 
or they, I, they become I mean, barred. They, they have that they have that forest right where japanese yeah people that suicide forest to, yeah and it's just like hey I, I have so much shame i'm gonna go do this in this in this basically private but not private way which is pretty sad and yeah it's awful yeah i, I mean, mean this it could is, be another this could be a similar deal right where once you once you have that shame it's like so it's so distraught that there's some sort of american mentality where when you and it could just be a western mentality not just american but western european whatever it is um where if you're accused of something your immediate instinct is just to fight it deny all these other things like we see it with politicians all the time we see it with people all the time well it's the, uh, it's the hubris to think that you can beat it i mean again it's not that again both of these are two extremes right like denying and throwing everyone under the bus and doing what countless people in the media here have done versus this which is the complete other side of the pendulum which is to end your own life like being contrite and taking the consequences is probably the middle like sure fighting it and trying to i mean like again you have matt lauer right like that's one extreme where it's this dude is just gonna fight this until the end but he kind of also went away so like there's obviously gradients yeah, in the scale on how he's like just people kind of forgot just, about that guy he comes out every once in a while and goes, none of this is true. And then he kind of goes away. Um, but everyone sort of says, like, yeah, he's a scumbag. But he's also, you haven't heard about Matt Lauer trying to kill himself. You also haven't heard him, like, you know, start throwing the people under the bus. He's sort of admitted, like, yeah, I had an inappropriate affair at work. But that doesn't mean that I did these things that I've been accused of. So, Yeah, or they kill themselves, allegedly, after they've been caught, like Jeffrey Epstein. Yes. Yeah, and not to I, I did hear about that about the the woman who apparently like signed his books or something. They just found. Um, yeah, they they brought they, her in. They're yeah. um, I guess she's convicted for something right now. And yeah, the plot, look, man, the, I, it's and now a, there's a it's, there's yeah. a gif going around with Trump like whispering some jokes to uh, to Jeffrey Epstein. So I've been seeing that video a lot lately. It's just creepy. There's just some yeah, but look, I mean, this is a guy that's, you know, he's, you said he was, what, in his 60s? Like, he's had a very long storied career. 64. 64. So he's probably had a very long career, probably a very respected man in the community. And then something like yeah, this Yeah, they comes said he out. was going to be a presidential candidate. This is some crazy yeah, shit. Yeah, and then he's just so overwhelmed with the grief of either, like you said, either being caught or, you know, being falsely accused. Either one of those can sort of take someone and put them in this sort of this mental state that they make a decision that at the time, right? Again, and again, I've never I've never tried to and again, I guess a, a bit of a trigger warning for anyone who does have these thoughts, but it's always some of these things that you don't make rationally, right? Like it's not a rational decision that you're making, which is the saddest part of it is that he could just be very struck with grief and then make this very finite decision, this decision that ends, you know, that obviously like you said it's going to affect his daughter was the one who sort of reported it missing and there's his family and all these people who are starting to who who are going to feel the repercussions of this because I guess as now they sort of figure out what happened to him, the more of this will come out and he won't get a say in any of it. You won't get his side of this story. You're only going to get the accused side of it. And that is going to bring more shame to his family and the people that he loves versus him being able to actually explain his actions, even if they're not positive. Right. Um, so yeah, like I haven't, it's, wow, I haven't looked up what the allegations are. I don't think it's necessary. No, for the, it's for not. The I mean, because look, story. the guy is, yeah, he's dead. So in the which if if it's true, it's it's awful, it's bad and all these other things. But the thing with politics, like if you even if you're proved to not be guilty of something, the there's always going to be a side that will 
basically assume you should have been and still are. So if it's anything like the States, right, then these things will be, if he did run in 2022, even if he was acquitted of charges, they'd still be like, yeah, but what about this thing? What about that thing? What about that thing? I mean, look, it happened as recently with uh, with the Clintons, right? So well, yeah, they've done some shady <laughs> stuff, but they've never actually been convicted of anything. Again, and everyone they, except for Marion Barry, who is the who is the <laughs> who is the exception to all of this. <laughs> Do you know who Marion Barry is? Yeah, I I've heard the name, and when I had the team uh, Obama seals, somebody put Barry on the back of their jersey <laughs> because of Marion Barry. So tell me a little bit about Marion Barry. So Marion Barry was the mayor of D.C. And the and again, I think he was he became mayor twice. So he was mayor. Then something happened, and then he got reelected. So what happened was he was set up in a sting operation where he's smoking crack cocaine in a hotel room with what I believe is a sex worker, mm-hmm. and the police barge in. And his famous quote is, "Bitch, set me up." <laughs> <laughs> And so I believe that he I believe that he went to prison, that he served prison time for at least six months, six months to a year. So he basically got out of prison and then he re-ran for um some type of um position in DC, and then he got elected mayor again. So he, he was convicted of these crimes, went to prison, came back, got a second shot at being mayor. Rest in peace, Marion Barry. He's the only one that ever that ever could pull this off. Where there's again, he could not be mayor today, but in the '90s, apparently, it was all right to get caught smack, crack, uh, smoking crack cocaine in a federal sting operation and then become American of DC of all places. So, makes sense. Makes sense. He was a good mayor. Whatever. Did he harm anybody by smoking crack with that prostitute? Allegedly. Well, here, well, here you go. No. Uh, Barry came the national prominence as mayor of the national capital, the first prominent civil rights activist to become chief executive of, of, an, of a major American city. He gave the presidential nomination speech for Jesse Jackson at the 1984 Democratic National Convention. Uh, his celebrity was transformed in, in, into international notoriety in January 1990 when he was videotaped during a sting operation, smoking crack cocaine, and was arrested by Federal Bureau of Investigation officials on drug charges. Um, the arrest and subsequent trial precluded Barry from seeking re-election. He served six months in federal prison. After his release, he was elected to the city council of the District of Columbia in 1992, and then he was elected mayor again in 1994, serving from 1995 to 1999. <laughs> how is how is David O. Russell not made this movie yet? Well, it's just like the Toronto so mayor, right? Remember, we talked about that. The Toronto oh, mayor. I mean, yeah, he's the crack. Rest- it was the same he, he thing. Died, it was, yeah. yeah, it was the same thing, did, right? So like, did he win? I thought he lost. What the hell was the name of that guy? Oh, uh, I don't remember. But like, this is mayor. like again, you can do drugs. Rob Ford. Like, Rob Ford. I yeah, love how if like, you search crackhead mayor, it comes <laughs> up immediately. That guy. <laughs> Holy shit! So you type in crackhead mayor and you get crack, crack, crackhead mayor of Toronto and then DC. So you get, oh yeah, this guy. I forgot about this guy. This guy was a character. Yeah, there's a video. Here's the video of him. Sm- it was the same thing. Like the same exact thing of him, like inside of a hotel room smoking crack cocaine. So obviously the South, I mean, unless there's a video of the South Korean mayor doing this. Um, oh God. Yeah. I wish, I'm assuming I, I that wish, he did. Yeah. I wish Brian Dennehy was still alive so he could make this movie. Wow. I forgot about this video. This video of this dude is damning. Yeah. He was nuts. I mean, he would have been, been Trump. You tell me, he would have been Trump fan number one if he was alive oh, absolutely. doing that stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, 
wow, yeah, he is in this hotel. Wow, this is not good. This was this guy was running for mayor, and he is. That wasn't wow. a sting operation. No, nobody set this guy up. <laughs> he did that. Oh shit no, no, on no! This own. was this was willing, and this was like during the day too. There's like a big, there's like a big, there's light coming through the window. <laughs> like he. How is, the hell does this happen? Related to Rob Ford, Google related to Rob Ford and Marion Barry, George W. Bush, Barack Obama, Sarah Palin. How the hell do they? How does how does Barack Obama get in that? I guess it was around the same time, right? Like this guy died in 2016, so that was around the time that. Yeah, so he served. He was the mayor from 2010 to 2014. Um, so yeah, like again, like being a mayor of a city is an interesting thing because, like, yeah, you kind of have power, but you kind of don't. <laughs> it's like obviously we look at like governors and we look at you know presidents and prime ministers, but like being the mayor of a major city, it's important to that major city. But you only really hear about the mayor of Seoul if he kills himself. You don't hear about the mayor of Seoul if he's like doing random other stuff. I mean, smoking crack, maybe, but it's like those two things. But look, re- rest in peace. Even I mean, I'm hoping he wasn't a monster, but you know, I I'm, I was you know, we want people to stand for their crimes if they're accused of this stuff. So this is not the way to ever solve any problems. And if you need help, please seek it because even if you are like this guy might have been. Uh, you still have family and friends who would like for you to be able to reconcile your misbehave, your misbehaving. Um, so just remember that. Yeah, hundred percent. Could not agree more. But wow. That was like, okay. That was a dark story. Ooh. Yeah, but that was that was legit news that you did not know about. So I, was like, I had you know, no idea. Should, That's not. Someone should tell you. Someone should tell you. So now you know. Uh, by the way, I guess um, two years ago, Rob Ford's brother ran for office. And uh, I just saw Washington. I just Googled just for fun. Uh, Rob Ford Trump, because he just he died like as Trump was taken off in uh, in the election. Yeah. And there's like some headlines here that are pretty funny, which is like uh, what Toronto knows about Trump after living through Rob Ford. Um, this headline where it says Doug Ford, brother of infamous Toronto mayor is running for is running for office and he sounds a lot like Trump. Um yeah, so not uh, the first see, but person Rob to Ford was accused of groping for mayoral candidate Sarah Thompson at a social event, and Thompson publicly stated that she thought he was high on cocaine. Oh man, like this well, dude. Good news, he was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's good news, but just as an FYI, he was. He was. Um, all right, next story. You said we're gonna do the Sims last. Okay, so then here we go. So this is, we started talking about this a little bit before. Uh, we're going to talk about The Last of Us, but no spoilers. Not going to spoil anything. This is more of something about um, climate in what's going on. So here we go. I'm going to read from The Verge this story that kind of talks about this. This should hit the points. I didn't read the article, but I was just looking for some reference point here. So it starts with Naughty Dog condemns abusive fans sending death threats, harassment to The Last of Us 2 team. So there was obviously some harassment going on. This should basically sum it all up. So. Last of Us Part 2 developer Naughty Dog has issued a statement condemning harassment after several members of the creative team were subjected to abuse and hateful messages. Since the game's launch on June 19th, members of the team, including co-director Neil Druckmann and voice actor Laura Bailey, have posted several examples of abusive and often violent messages sent their way. Yesterday, the studio made a statement in support of their staff, quote, Although we welcome critical discussion, we condemn any form of harassment or threats directed towards our team and cast. And quote, the studio post on Twitter, quote, 
Quote, their safety is our top priority, but we must all work together to root out this type of behavior and maintain a constructive and compassionate discourse. End quote. The controversy started even before the game launched, thanks to a massive leak that revealed several key story moments, including the death of a beloved character. This was followed by more innocuous things like review bombing, all the way up to hateful and violent messages directed at specific members of the team. Druckmann, for instance, posted a selection of anti-Semitic messages he received, noting, quote, you can love or hate the game and share your thoughts about it. Unfortunately, too many of the messages I've been getting are vile, hateful, and violent, end quote. Meanwhile, Bailey, who voiced Abby, one of The Last of Us 2's main characters, received a number of disturbing death threats, quote, sometimes that's just, sometimes that just gets a little overwhelming. Uh, unfortunately, this is now, this is now the cost of making popular entertainment that challenges conventions and quote, some of those quotes, some of the things that people said are really fucked up by the way, but, I mean, uh, but despite the controversy, is- the last of us two has proven to be a major blockbuster for Sony. The company says that it's the fastest selling PS4 exclusive to date, moving 4 million copies in its first three days of availability. Go on. It's That's so, I, I just don't understand I don't understand why people do this because look, I mean, I haven't finished the last of us. We talked about it. We on the last podcast and two, pod, two podcasts. Uh, was two last po- one? It was last podcast. Yeah. Cause we didn't do it okay. last week. And like, look, you can always be critical of people's work. And I would argue that, and again, I, I haven't finished the game, but I mean, people seem to have a pretty valid argument of why they don't like this game. And specifically when, the first game does such a great i mean these games are like like we said in that review it's not about the gameplay for a lot of people it's about the story like a lot of people play this game like there's gamers who will play games because they're fun to play but there's also this brings in other people who care about story right because you can make this thing into a movie and people would probably watch it and i think the general criticism of this is that the story is not as good as the first one and obviously i'm taking a very sort of a very simple approach because obviously some people go completely to the other side of this story is awful. You're trying to shoehorn social issues into this thing. It's not realistic. You know, if you're trying to make a realistic game, X, Y, and Z makes this unrealistic. Um, And, but I just don't understand why. And again, look, it's most likely kids. It's most likely people who think they're funny. It's most like, again, this is the problem with the internet, right? I'm going to send you the most shocking, vile thing, because if you actually post this on your Twitter, I get a kick out of the fact of like, look, that's my message, right? Like, there's some people out there who've got some really weird, sick, twisted ways of trying to get noticed. So they try to be as shocking as they possibly can. There's just that, there's that um, part of society on the internet. And so, like, yeah, anytime there's a death threat, it's always like, oh, the safety of the team. And it's like, yeah, there's that one clown who will take this too far. But the majority of it, and I'm not excusing it, it's just there's that culture in the Internet. But I think well, that then this 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 detracts the fact that I'm, the only thing I want to say is that this just detracts the fact of, like, maybe the story isn't very good. And I think that's the point of, like, that's okay for you to criticize the game because you don't like it. Like, that's fine. This game has made a ton of money. They're going to make more of these games. Naughty Dog is not going to go out of business because you didn't like the fact that the story shoehorned this subject or that subject in, right? Um, but, like, yeah, this is this is what I don't like because it's very similar to, like, the noose in the, like, it takes away from, like, you go to the most obvious thing of, like, I have to condemn racism because there's a noose or someone put the N-word on a building, Right. But it's like, wait a minute, let's actually talk about like the systematic problem with what we're actually trying to discuss. And the people who always go the radical too far 
are the ones that eventually go, well, that's racism, right? It's like, no, but let's talk about like the systematic brutality of police. But no, there's a noose. Everyone can point to a noose and say that's bad. So like that's kind of what this is doing. It's sort of like, hey, look at these really awful messages. And it's like, yes, everyone knows that that's bad. But these idiots who are doing that don't ever allow us to actually discuss that people probably have real criticisms of this game, which is okay. Whenever, whenever something comes out that's really loved and revered, there is a, there's a sense of entitlement among a core group of people that play the game that can become very sensitive. So you're looking at like a subsection of a subsection of a subsection, right? Like the last of us part, the, the first last of us was an amazing game, but it was widely critical, critically acclaimed. Most people that played it, I, I know one person who played it and literally said he hated it. Hmm. Like he, he hated, he said, I hated everything about it, which is extremely hyperbolic. Anybody who says that about that game is I, you know, you're, you're losing some value point. You're leaving, losing some, uh, some judgment points in my book. Um, because it, it's like, you know, you, you could, you compare it to star Wars as well. Right. Like I remember I, I had a coworker, uh, at my, at my last job who after the, the force awakens came out, you know, that the JJ movie, the first JJ movie, yes. right. The reboot, he, he came out. He's like, I, I said, so what'd you think? He saw, he, we saw it the same day. He's like, it was awful. I hated it. He's like, it was awful. That's what he said. I was like, all right, objectively speaking, it's not an awful movie, <laughs> right? You didn't like it. There's things you might not have liked about it. And it's honestly, there's, there's probably some parallels to this game and the star Wars reboot where, some people die who you didn't want to see die and some things go the ways that you didn't expect it to go. And because you have this fervor and passion for this IP and the characters, because you spent 12 hours with them, you know, five, five or six years ago, all of a sudden, if anything goes any different, that tarnishes that original game in your eyes, then you, you one of your reactions might be, well, fuck this. This is awful. I hate it. These guys don't know what they're doing. And then you could go even further and be like, oh, and, and you're the reason, like pointing to the person who was reading a script, you know? And it's completely irrational because guess what? You're you're somebody who spent 12 hours with this with these people, yet you're gonna go after and attack the people who have spent six you're talking to like almost a decade if you include the first game and the and the second game right and if you're just talking about the second game you're talking about someone who spent like half a like half a decade on this thing five years to make this game it's their game it's their can story I, can i ask you and, a question yeah go ahead real quick do you yeah. what's the what's the one time you remember a group of fans of a series right i'm talking about anything movie series game series television series being universally happy with either the sequels or the ending it's 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 never it's absolutely never the only thing i can actually think of is like the direct like maybe there's like a version two that everyone likes like i think of the godfather right godfather back to the future part three i don't know what it was like at the time but that's a trilogy i think they nailed it yeah, They're again, if, like it, but they it's, won't make another one. <laughs> but the, but the, but I think this is the general like people care more about world building and the idea of this world exists and you moving through this world than they do actually about the stories within them. 
Because the story of the first game, and I talked about this, right? The story of the first game is very simple. Yep. Point A to point B. That's the yeah, goal. it's all about character building. That's really it's what all about, about character building. People don't like the conclusion of characters, and Last of Us Two really is sort of the conclusion of a major character, and sort of the introduction of another one, and trying to shoehorn this other character into the previous story. Like it's all of this. They're trying to wedge all of this stuff in here to make it make sense. And people's immediate thing is, well, now you ruin the world that you built. You ruin this world by sort of trying to ham fist not only you know, this other random story to try to make it fit into this puzzle piece. You've also sort of put in some social issues and you put in some other morality issues that I don't care about. I only care about the world that you're building. And that's happened with, I mean, I think of even Game of Thrones, right? Like Game of Thrones, world renowned, one of the greatest TV series ever created just as far as worlds, right? Mm -hmm. No one liked that final season. No one. Because ending stories and writing stories is extremely difficult. And I wonder... Why? And again, I know why, because financially having an IP is a very powerful thing. But if you're making games like this, I wonder if at some point people are just going to realize, like, you know what? It's not worth writing sequels to these games. It's not. <laughs> financially, I, it's worth it. But did at this point, would you think more people would probably say, like, I'd much rather them come up with a whole different game and story maybe in this universe. But just give me a different story. Give me different characters. People probably still complain about it because it's well, that was addressed. So Neil Druckmann talked about that. He's like, yeah, that would have been easier, but they wanted to do something more challenging. Like I, I, we talked about it when we're doing that brief review or impressions was like, I I commend them for going for it and really taking these chances and taking these risks. And I got what what they've done. And I got further and I've got much further um, than I was last time. And I'm now further than you, as we were talking before the podcast, but like I'm actually appreciating it more and there's a lot of really cool ideas that they do with this. And I understand the, the structure that they made, uh, like the reason they, they structured the game as they did it. And I, and I have my own thoughts on why they did it that way. And there, there's something that happens where you're not there yet, but there, there's a, there there's something that happens along the way where I was like, this is, this is a really cool idea that I would have loved to see explored more. Um, but, and I'm actually appreciating the game more, the more I play it. And I think where I'm actually having an experience, that's probably the opposite of most people where the last of us part two is broken down into two parts. So the last of us part two, part one, and then there's the last of us part two, part two. And part two is, is the part that people that are hating on the game really seem to dislike more than part one part one. I was like, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Meanwhile, like I, I didn't, I didn't really didn't like part one because of, because of the characters that, that you're playing as it's just becomes like, I didn't. So that that's just how it is for me. But, and I understand it's been different for everybody else because you can let the influence of the first game dictate how you feel the second game could go. But I think the only reason that, it's just like that was the game. That's that's a moment in time. And then they could do whatever they want with these characters. They took a chance. And guess what? These are the characters you like. Well, just like any other person, characters will change, people will change. They're not always going to be a straight line. You know, it's like people had an issue with going back to the Star Wars example, people had a problem with how Luke Skywalker was kind of an asshole in the in the new trilogy, right? right. And they're like, this is ridiculous. This is nothing like Luke. Why would he do that? It's like, bitch, it's like 20 years later. <laughs> it's like, who knows? Who cares? 
There's just a story they want to tell. It's just a character. Guess what? Here's the, here's what I tell the people who are like really upset. Be like, this thing ruined my childhood. It's like, no, that thing you love is still that thing you love. It has not changed. Yeah. You don't have to play this game. You don't have to like this game. You are very well allowed to hate the game. You are not allowed. I mean, you are legally allowed to, but you are not allowed to give death threats to somebody <laughs> because they made this game. Because that's just fucked Man. up. You're, you're disrespecting Man, and, and you're, yeah. you're disrespecting this and you're dis- disrespecting the original in a way because guess what? The same process that made that original game is the same process that made this game. But it's just so dumb because, right, it's like oh, yeah. to create these games, there's, there's, I mean, I would probably say there's thousands of people involved. Maybe a little smaller for a video game, but I'm thinking of films, no, right? It's, it's like at this point, yeah. it's, it's probably about the same, thousands. right? Yeah. I mean, I've got of, like, credits, mocap yeah. artist and, you know, doing stuff on set and, like, because, again, they have sets for this game. This game heavily is mocapped with people doing, like, they they act out this entire story and then they sort of, you know, they put this to character animation. And then they, a lot of you know, people, people died. A lot of people died in those mocap studios. They really, yeah. So, so really it's like that. It so it's like that's like there's thousands of people who are part of this game. And it's like, so you don't like the story, writing stories and editing stories, and then having people who have financial interest try to make your story more palatable for a larger audience. Like, that's not easy. And there's a lot of people who feel like they can write stories. And there's a lot of people who, who try to make careers writing stories. There's more people making the content than actually trying to write the story for it. Like, that's just what it is, right? Great. Again, like, as a visual effects artist, I can do any visual effect you want me to. It's never going to save your crappy story. Like, we talk about this all the time where it's like, hey, I've worked on some movies with some amazing artists doing some amazing effects. It won't save how bad your story is. It just won't. It aids in it, right? Like, like Ex Machina wins an Academy Award for visual effects mostly because the story was really good. And it's like, yeah, there's other movies that maybe had better effects, but if the story is not good, people don't care. And that's why it's so difficult. And look, maybe they missed but what on you're this. not maybe, saying yeah. about what, you, what you're not saying about Ex Machina is that Oscar Isaac is not a real person. He is a he is a CGI actor. That's how he's in so Chameleon. many things. <laughs> that's how he's in so many things. and has never gotten older. Like, yeah, remember, that- remember, he was the king in Robin Hood. Like the Russell Crowe one, and that was like yeah, good point. <laughs> 10, 15 years ago. The dude looks the same. And the guy, the guy, like sometimes he's bigger, sometimes he's smaller. It's like, all right, yeah, the guy, I mean, come on. You, you look, gonna trick look, us man. by I mean, saying, oh, was, look, he played Apocalypse. No, you yeah, just, you he just played changed the hue on his skin. And you Whatever. know what? That story was awful. And Oscar Isaac couldn't even save that thing, right? Because again, writing stories is hard. And to give death threats because you don't like the story. Is is so again? I people do it because they want shock value. People do it because they want a response, and it's just real sad that there's this group of people who get attention by trying to shock other people. It's like the laziest form of trying to get attention, and so it's like if you don't like it. And again, I think a lot of a lot of time. What's again like to me? Sonic the Hedgehog is the perfect example, right? I give you something, you hate it. You give me ideas on how to fix this. And I fix it. It's like actually be part of trying to make this content better instead of doing things like giving death threats. I find more value in actually like, look, if you're talented, then explain how you can make this better. Give your input because that starts discussion. But telling someone 
because they're Jewish or because they're a woman that you want to do all these awful things to them doesn't help with anything. It's just you trying to shock these people. And then you get away from the actual discussion and it turns into, well, now it's us versus them of your bunch of bigots and racists versus you don't like the story. And it lumps all of these people into the same category. And there is. Yeah. And I think that, like I said, this is definitely a small microcosm of it, but because the internet and social media, it's like, it just gets magnified. Look, is man, that, this is why I'm not is, on. This why, why I'm not on this mess. This is also this is also a result of political discourse, and I hate Absolutely. to say it, but it's true. Because the things that people are mad about, yeah, there's some people who are pissed at the way the story went, but they're it, at the way that you know key events happen and a char- and characters who live or die. But there's also from the jump before this game even came out, there was a there was leaks, and it. Some of them were true. Some of them were not. I actually haven't looked at what they were yet, but I mean, I could I could probably look up what what was right, what was wrong about it. But I know that there was some things that talked about, you know, oh, well, there's there's trans people. There's uh, there's gay people. There's this. It's like, oh, you're just pushing a PC agenda. All these other things. And it's like, uh, no, actually, while there those things are in the game, it's not beat over the head it, it actually all feels pretty organic and natural like yeah you're, you're living in the same world we are just that shit hit the fan it's like all the things all these things all these issues all these all these conditions would exist in this world just like they exist in our world there's going to be Jews. Like I think I, I was actually the most surprising thing about this game. Did you did you go into the synagogue? I think it's like a uh, yep. it's a side place. Yeah, I don't remember yep. talking about that, but that was like that was a very surprising moment because I've never seen a game. I've never like, really seen it. Blaine. Yeah, it was it was it was odd. Like it was yeah. just because you you'd never see that. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, and they and they actually like acknowledge it because you know the character Dina is is a Jew. And you're like, Oh, okay. Got it. This, this makes sense. We're in a synagogue. Ellie doesn't know what, uh, what, what Judaism is or what, or what synagogue is. So you learn, so you learn a little bit of that. I don't remember Judaism being in any video game ever. Ever. Actually. And this was, and it was done in a way. And that's it. You, you, you walk around this, uh, the synagogue, it's, it is a place of supplies. It was another outpost. You swing on a rope and, uh, and then you get out of there. Right. Like that's basically what happens. Um, it's completely optional. It again, feels organic because you're just exploring a city and guess what? A city's going to have a synagogue. That's not berating you over the head. It's like, why, why shouldn't there be Jews in this game? You know, why shouldn't one of the cast of 20 people be a Jew? Yeah. Why shouldn't, I, I, I why mean, shouldn't look, this yeah. minor character be a trans person? Like if you, if you do have these issues, then you have some more problems. All these people, it comes down to this. Like you have some introspection you need to do like you need, well, to, you even need like, to check yourself well even like even like the character abby her her size in the game is a giant yes. now again i'm playing this thing and i'm like i like she's jacked she is yeah. like she's she's bigger than me like right like she's pretty she's jacked she's swole and that alone is already like well this isn't realistic and i was like i thought it just added to the story of just like this complete opposite of basically you have this tank 
who is just like I'm I've made it through this of this post-apocalyptic world basically not being this damsel in distress this sort of feel sorry for me character she's yeah. like this she's just like no I am in charge of this thing and I was like that's really cool and I was like wow like she is jacked and that alone is enough to sort of talk about well this is trying to shoehorn this is an unrealistic woman for a body when you used to argue about Laura Cro-. and it's just like it like you said it politicizes everything versus just being like hey you have a woman that looks different and quite honestly looks more realistic to most young women today who are more you know into health and exercise and crossfit like her like she looks completely realistic to me yeah but you're also kind of like like she's, she's a, a soldier she's a sol- yes that's like, the, it, it yeah. makes sense it makes sense yeah, but again but, but that alone like, is enough weird. to start this big political argument about women's bodies and how you know hey men are upset that abby has must like it's just this giant sort of circle jerk of just like everyone's gonna find something to be offended by and that's the problem with this because you can't even just really say hey look you know what i played this game i didn't really enjoy the story and like kind of like i said right I go look the story is good the first story to me is much more straightforward this one's got a lot more loops and stuff to it so as someone who's here for the story yeah it's fine the gameplay gets in the way at some point but like, you can't even have that discussion because immediately just turns into body shaming turns into you know lgbtqa plus issues it turns into you know all these other things that really are just supposed to be part of the story but they're not the story itself and it's just real sad that you know the the last four years really have turned any discussion into this type the discourse it sucks yeah there's a headline um from polygon i saw this this headline i was like i hate this headline this is but this is part of the problem like yes people who respond to that stuff but then you see shit like this and it's like you're fanning the flames at this point you're just selling ads you know when you see a headline like this says the the last of us two the last of us part two proves gaming doesn't know how to deal with muscular women yeah, yeah, it's stuff like that. But here's the thing. The article itself is not bad. The article is actually exactly what we're talking about, about the response. Yeah. If you'd literally changed one word, changed gaming to gamers. Yeah. Now you have a better. Now you actually have an accurate headline that justifies it. Meanwhile, it sounds like you're about to say, oh, gaming like as a whole thing doesn't doesn't know how to deal with this. It's like. Well, it it's kind of shocks the system because you've never seen that type of character. I've never seen that kind of character in a game before. And you're showing this. And if you have, you've never done it in a game that's this popular in front of this many people with this much of a fervent fan base, right? So yeah. I think they did it very well. It's like, yeah, this kind of this kind of character build makes perfect sense. I, you know, I think I thought if you want to take it all into account, I think Naughty Dog handled it very well. <laughs> I, I they, think they did. I mean, person, I think they did every too, person yeah. in the game looks like a real person, and that's yeah, part I think of they do what well. makes it and so again, disturbing to play is because we're yeah. getting to that point where you have this hyper violent game where it looks like real people, and now I'm then now me who hates that shit is like, ugh, ugh, I don't, I don't like that, but. But never was there like, you don't think, oh, th- I really wish, th- I really wish this character was hot. <laughs> yeah, it's just so silly because like they look like real people, and guess what? All real people look different. Like yeah, like you, like like you said, like they built a soldier, and she happens to be a woman who's sort of the antagonist of one of the other characters, and it's like you're not even really adult enough to say, hey, I'm having these really confusing. Th- 
you know, thoughts because of how the story goes, that you're supposed to be conflicted in liking her. You're not supposed to take a side. And that's the part that I like because I don't know how to feel about this person at all. And that's the point. And yet people immediately go, nope, I have to pick a side. Either I'm for it or I'm against it. If I'm And if I'm against it, I'm against all of it. I'm going to be against the body. I'm going to be against the story. I'm going to be against all of it. And it's like people just aren't able to critically just go, you know, I'm kind of all over the place on this thing. And I played the game. It was fun. And, you know, the more I think about it, it was a little sloppy. I don't really like it as much as I like the first one. But, you know, hey, it killed a couple of weeks of my time. Like, no one can ever have that discussion anymore because it's just not, I guess it's not fun. Again, I don't know what it is. It's just this culture that we've built um, that is really pretty disturbing because it literally is like it's sports. It's I hate your team just because it's your team. Hey, I can't respect LeBron because he's on the other team. I'm going to burn his jersey and call him racist names. It's the same exact thing that people criticize when you're looking at a sports team um, or you're looking at politics. It's the same crap. Yeah. And here's the other fun part. The game is meant to be upsetting. Yeah, that's the. <laughs> the I mean, yeah, like you're watching this. Game. Game. Like, this game's not supposed to make you feel all warm and fun. Like this game's supposed yeah. to be disturbing. The that's first the game, the first game was upsetting. Do you remember yeah. that? Like, there's yeah, crazy it's, shit. I mean, when those that, there was a. I mean, in the first game, spoiler alert. There's a moment in the first game where it, let's let's just call the game a zombie game, right? For lack of a better term, right? Yes, you get bit, you yeah. turn into one of these things, and then and that that's the biggest plague in the world. And then it's all about oh, but people are just as bad, right? So you encounter cannibals. You, you encounter uh, two brothers. One is a child. The other is a little bit older than a distinct child, right? And you're, you you shack up in this cabin, uh, going to sleep at night. And right before you go to sleep, they show to the kid. He lifts up his, his pant leg, and you see he's been bit, right? Yeah. The next morning, they the next scene the next day starts and they show a cutscene where these kids uh you know this kind of goes back to what i'm saying where it's like black, black people have a rough go in this in this franchise yeah, they do i just yep. you know i'm thinking about that now i'm like all right here we go so then they start off and you see this kid like kind of tweaking in the corner and you're like oh no what's going on it's like oh yeah he's he's now you know he's been bit he turned like oh shit and so what is so what do they do they're holding guns at them brother is like oh, i don't know what to do i don't know what to do he shoots his brother and then he shoots himself and you're halfway through the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, guess what? This shit is dark, man. Like, it's a dark fucking series. And again, and it's, it's supposed there's going to be things you yeah. disagree with. Like, why is why is something like that? You're like, that's fine. Whatever. But then all of a sudden you see a, a woman with some muscles and you're like, I hate it. Why is my dick small? Like, that's kind of the only answer I could come to. It's so cliche and hacky, but at the same time, that's got to be. But that's, and again, like, it's something really weird. We've talked about this with gaming in general, where it's like gamers don't help themselves. Like, the, the, the stereotypical gamer, which again, which is not all gamers, but it's obviously a large enough group of them that don't help themselves when everyone goes your neckbeards that live in your mother's basement and argue about you know this stuff on the internet. They don't help themselves when they're not able to actually consume content that is is not just disturbing because it's violent. Because most of them just go, well, it's not violent. I'll always just defend violence in video games. Like they're not able to actually defend the fact that they might not like the story. Like, they might be confused by the story. The story isn't supposed to just be, I'm the hero, I kill everybody, I win, right? Like, that's not the game. And, again, gamers don't help themselves when you try to give them content. And, again, you don't have to like it. But you can also look at this and go, look, it's just not for me, but I see what you were trying to do. I get it. But when you react by death threats and doing the stuff that they're doing, this is why people don't respect 
these types of gamers. And that's why people tend to make the, you get the games you deserve, right? You get the reboot of Madden. You get the same Call of Duty sort of shined up with a, you know, less story and just Fortnite type of stuff. Like you get what you deserve and you're going to get content like you deserve because who's going to take chances doing stuff like this, even if you don't like it, which is fine. It's your reaction to not liking it. That's the problem. Yep. Yeah, exactly. It's unfortunate. Um, but I think, but here's at the end of the day, Naughty Dog is going to be fine. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they made plenty of money. They'll be just fine. Will they make a Last of Us Part 3? I don't know. Probably. I think they Maybe. will. Why wouldn't they? Um, I don't know. I don't know where the People, story is. I'm going to boycott the game. Of, no, you're not. No, you're not. Because no, no, again, no. It's not It's not about that. It's just wondering. I think I think Naughty Dog can do whatever they want. I don't think. I think if Naughty Dog is like, yeah, we don't really want to do one, then but look, they I mean, I think this they'll is... do the next thing. Naughty Dog at this point is the brand as much as the last of us is so if but they want to make a completely general, different game then go for it. my general thing with content creation is that i wish people would just make less sequels i say this as i work on a sequel myself but again like i just actually think world building is more important to most people than actually story i really do i think people get caught up in worlds and i mean like what's, what's the most important part about star wars it's not the stories it's the world that it's set in i mean they've written books and video games all this other random stuff about star wars right because it's the universe it's got nothing to do like luke skywalker and all that stuff fine you could get rid of all of that and just make a cool new story and as long as the world that it sits in is still solid, that's more important than these A to B stories. It just is. And so I wish that content creators would do more. They would do a, a bit more of a risky job, which is world building. Um, because like all of it, like whether it's Lord of the Rings or it's Avatar or it's, um, you know, God of War or, you know, I can just think of all of these franchises, uh, Uncharted. And again, Uncharted's got great stories, but I'd argue that the world that you put these characters in of like hey he's basically kind of the male laura croft and he's you know finding treasure like that whole world that whole idea that you can live in this type of world is more important than character a starts here and ends here as a different character like it's just not as important yeah yeah again so some, some people might disagree with that I, but i think i, the people I disagree who really are good i disagree in that world, yeah. i like i disagree in that you know you want to see continuation i i can make a case for both of those I, you can be into characters and want to see where they go, but you also have to understand that just like, just like any relationship, just like any person you may know, people, people change and it. And it's not, here's, here's the catch 22 is like, you get that character that you know and love is the same character. Then you're going to criticize that you got the same thing. Well, guess what? Then that's just, and then you get something different. You might not like it, but that's that that's up to the the creator that you trust to to do it and if you disagree with how it went well then you could have that discourse but there comes a line between constructive criticism and actually going after people and threatening them with their lives it's like you you don't (laughs) that's not productive for anybody it's not because it's not going to make them it's not going to make them maybe fix the things that are valid criticisms it yeah. just does. Like it's not. Yeah. And, I, and if anything, that would embolden me to do to do it again. It's like, yeah, absolutely. do the same thing again. Yeah, absolutely. Now, still you. make more money because there's still enough people. You bought the game anyways, you idiot. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for your criticism. I'm going to keep I'm sorry. Doing what I I'm sorry. Do. Did I upset you by killing a fictional character? My apologies. Yeah. And again, oh, that's not my healthy bad. either. Whoops. But I mean, look, it's very interesting, though, because like, if I just did one more thing to dive into this, like Nintendo, does Nintendo have this problems with their bigger franchises, like with the Zelda franchise and with Mario? Um, because I look at those as being games about worlds 
and they don't really dive like even Zelda, right? Like there's story in it, but the story's always been fairly simple. Nintendo like, Well, the thing is, like they have they have established formula, right? So they broke out a bit of they broke out a ton. The biggest diversion they made from formula was Breath of the Wild with Zelda, right? Like and that's and I mean mainline, right? Because you'll see different spin-offs and things like that. No one's buying Paper Mario thinking, oh, this is this is a Mario Odyssey. They know what it is. This is an RPG. Um, by the way, that comes out in like a week and a half or two weeks or something like that. So you have so you have that. They're if anything, they'll be criticized for doing the same thing too much, but fans keep eating it up and buying it. And then when it comes out, they're like, oh, this looks like all the other ones. But then you play, you're like, oh, actually, it, it moves things forward. It does this and this differently. And it's Dude, more I the thing at, that's already perfect. So I look at Breath of the Wild, right? In the story, I can explain the story in an elevator pitch. But God, that world is amazing. All of it. Yeah, it's cool. It's it's, it's super cool. And the story is, okay, Ganon's, you know, captured Zelda. We got to go save her. Or the spirit of Zelda, or whatever it is, right? Like it's it's whatever form you want to do that same. Yeah, some shit. Go it's go same. find uh go find a hundred. Go find like a thousand of these little plant things, and then uh, and then go. Okay, I'm going to show you all of these different worlds, and you come in contact. It's again, it's the hero's journey, right? Like that's what Lord of the Rings is. It's the hero's journey, and that's what the first Last of Us was. It was the hero's journey, and this game, it it's confusing. Because it's not, the world is already built, but there is no hero. There is, and everyone's upset that they basically say, you think that's the hero, but it's not. And I'm going to make all of this very confusing for you. And for some reason, and again, gamers don't help themselves. The, the average kind of dummy gamer is just like, that's not the story I want. I want the hero's journey. Give me the hero's journey. And then you'll get, well, it's always the same thing. Why is it always the same thing? Because you can't accept when it's not just that. When we give you just that, you complain about it, but you still buy it. When we give you something more complicated, because that's what you asked for, you complain about it, and then I got to get death threats from you too. Yeah. Yeah. But this is also the point. It's the, You're meant to have this discussion, and I think that's what I kind of like about this game the more I play it, is that, you know, I... I hear people talk about it. I see people's opinions and I am, and I am disagreeing with them in some places and agreeing with others, but it's not, it's cool that it's not a binary decision and you want to talk about it. Like I am actually, it's cool that you're playing it and we could talk about it. I watch, I'm looking forward to you getting further along and finishing it so we can talk about like in detail without beating around the bush. And I just, think it might change because I might get to this point and go, oh, you know what? Bleep this story. <laughs> yeah. No, there's just... Yeah. Well, yeah, it, I don't. I don't think so, though, because there's there's just some cool stuff. There's there's some really cool ideas which I wish they'd go further with. Like there's things that they had an interesting idea, and in focusing on the characters so much, I feel like they also like. I think they missed some opportunity. Like if I'm going to talk about the gameplay, the gameplay I think is awesome, but I think they they missed some opportunities to have some really cool dynamic things going on. Like there's something that happens at the story that I don't want to spoil. Uh, for people who haven't played it, like I could, I could tell you after the podcast, but the the whole premise of how they set it up, like, oh yeah, this would be like really interesting as a if this was the game, like if this like 
three hour period of time was the game. That would be really cool. That would be really cool. Yeah. But. And again, look, my just criticism is that this game's just too long. Like I'm, you know, I've only got so much time. In and that's my life another to- thing that caused a lot of debate. So there was a criticism. There was a guy who, uh, who posted uh, on Twitter. He's just like, video games are too long. That's all I said, but everybody's talking about last of us too. So everybody knows that what he meant. And then all of a sudden, all the people that worked on the last of us just like jumped at him and be like, Hey man, look, it's our vision or whatever. Like you're just a critic. Yada, yada, yada. It's like, come on, man, just let him have it. <laughs> just let him have it. The problem, right? Because of that's so innocuous. Yeah. But because there's such back and forth, you can't have any discussion about this game Yeah, without it literally you picking a side. And that's the problem because it's like, sort I could of like, say games are too long because there's too many games. I don't have enough time to finish them all. Well, the so, criticism yes, games are too long. Games being too long is that like you're right because there's another game, The Ghost of Tsushima, that's coming out on Friday, and I really want to play that game. And now I'm sort of like, well, do I finish The Last of Us first, or do I pick this up next? I'm gonna have two games that I haven't finished, and it's like just me sort of looking at this, going like, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm probably a, a bit more of a retired gamer than a gamer, right? I have to dedicate my time to playing something, or I know I won't finish it. And it's like that's you can't have the discussion of why games are too long. It just ends up, it turns up to well, you're against us, so it's us versus you. At the end of it, it's just it's just entertainment. Enjoy Look, man, you it, play it, it and consume it. Yeah. If you discuss it, and if you didn't like it, guess what? You do you do you rage tweet after every shitty movie you see, no. or after every meal you eat? Like you eat it, and if it's yeah. okay, you say it's fine. Again, some people go on the internet and and you know rant and rave about bad meals, but they don't give death threats to the yeah, chef. You're going I up to the not. cashier at McDonald's and being like, "You gave me cold chicken nuggets, I'm gonna fucking yeah. kill you." You're like, "That's the that's how ridiculous it is, right?" Like sometimes you yeah. get a meal that you don't like, and so you can either go off of the handle and give death threats on Twitter, or you can go, "Hey, look, I'm just not gonna eat there again," or maybe I'll be a little bit more cautious or order something else. Like that's the way entertainment should be seen. And then you can tell people, like, look, I didn't really enjoy it, but you might. And it's like, that's kind of what it should be. As long as the service is good, which I would say the service in this case is like the gameplay, the quality of it. Um, the, ga- the the service that they gave you was good, right? They, they brought you water multiple times. You know, the meal was hot when it got here. All that was good. But sorry that you just didn't like the way the salmon tasted instead of the chicken. And it's like, well, that that we made a game that was salmon. We didn't make chicken. Sorry. Yeah. And, that, and I'll that, say... And I'll say everything they promised, they delivered. Yeah. You want you got solid gameplay, phenomenal production values, and bleakness on bleakness on bleakness. Yeah, this game is ooh, this game, and that's got too, it. right. This game's too long because it's just ooh, it's rough. It's heavy, man. It's heavy. Hot out of you. I play for a good two hours. And I'm just like, all right, I gotta put a controller down. Like, yeah, I need it. I need Yeah, yeah. I gotta I need, go. I need it. <laughs> yeah i need a shower and <laughs> i need some candy I need something that's gonna make me feel bad i'm actually thinking like what do i play next after this it's probably gonna be cross code like but if this if if i need something shorter to play because i want to jump into ghost of tsushima as soon as possible then i need something like bright and cheery and maybe i just replay ratchet and clank because that's an awesome yeah. game yeah. it's a beautiful game it's a lot of fun all right let's move on um this could be quick but we'll get we'll bang out this last story here. The Sims. Still a right, game. I'm just, huh? I'm just yeah, dude, you you have no idea. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> here we go. The headline reading from Engadget. 12 Sims players will compete for one hundred thousand dollars on a TBS game show. Wow. TBS. This, yeah. The Sims sparked will premiere on July 17th. So that's one week from 
the day we're recording. It sounds like an absolute dream for millions of gamers. Take on challenges in The Sims 4 and compete for $100,000. A dozen contestants will do just that in a reality show that's set to debut on TBS next week. In The Sims Sparked, that's spelled S-P-A-R-K apostrophe D, competitors will, will tackle several times will tackle several timed creative tasks with the aim of forging, quote, the most unique characters, worlds, and stories, end quote. Some of the contestants should be familiar. Some of the contestants should be familiar to folks who watch Sim streamers as they include the likes of Dr. Ashley and Shimmer Mira Mira. Okay. The judges are Sims voice actor and singer songwriter Taylor Parks, creator and BuzzFeed producer Kelsey in Pesiche and Dave Miyotke, aka Sim Guru Ninja, from franchise developer Maxis, from franchise developer Maxis. Sims fan and former American Idol finalist Ray Von Owen is the host. Sims publisher EA worked on the series with Turner's Esports arm E League and BuzzFeed's gaming division. The four parts first season of The Sims Sparked premieres on Friday, July seventeenth, on TBS at eleven p.m. Eastern episodes will air weekly and following monday you'll be able to stream them on buzzfeed multiplayer youtube channel yeah i'm not gonna read the rest wow um they're making a sims uh, reality show i mean i'm surprised that they haven't done this with something like minecraft first right because that's kind of what this is right like you're just gonna sort of play the game and try to come up i mean it's very similar to like the lego show where you with will on yes. where you just build lego stuff or it's like the f- cooking show right? it's the same format hey build this type of story and then these players who understand the game are going to do all of this stuff and build it and then give this big story and be creative so it's the same formula it's just with a video game and i'm actually surprised this didn't happen with minecraft first yeah oh man speaking of cooking shows i i, I watch a lot of chopped this is a great show the the editing food networks editing is is another level and question real quick before you get into this is emerald yeah, gassi still around I don't know. I think he I still heard sells, him in a long time, right? Still sell the spices. He maybe he disappeared so he doesn't get me tooed. I don't know if he did. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, look, that. if you told me that he gets me tooed, I'd be like, yeah, we'll see it. I don't, I don't know what's going on with that. I know nothing about him, but just I don't, maybe, look, I don't think it's if true. I had to, if I had to guess that he at some point has made an inappropriate um, pass at an employee, you wouldn't surprise me. There we go. People also ask, what happened to Emerald Lagasse? Let's see. After Emerald was canceled in 2007, this is written in 2018. The real reason you don't hear from Emerald Lagasse anymore. Let's see. His show had legal problems in Florida. He suffered some pretty big losses. The recession hit his restaurant pretty hard. Martha Stewart bought his brand. He's closing restaurants. I'm just reading the headlines. This is great. The cancellation of Emerald, Emerald Live was the beginning of the end. He's getting back to his roots. He's busy overhauling overhauling Nola. I don't know what that is. Uh, New Orleans, yeah. Oh, New okay, Orleans, gotcha. Louisiana is what Nola stands for. Got it. So there you go. That's what he's doing. All right. Kind of so doing stuff. I mean, look. To be honest with you, that's not a bad way to go about fame, right? No, like doing you right. peak, and then you go away, but like not with any sort of major. And again, we don't. I don't know this, but without any sort of major political damage and by political i mean like in the world of entertainment political like he didn't have that one moment where you know like paula dean right? bomb yeah like like paula dean right she was all over the place she was cooking good soul food and then she started smoking and calling people the n-word and like she look like, at, Emerald didn't look have at that. this so. look at this blackened chicken 
Yeah. <laughs> guys, and just starts looking up. I like to call it, you know, <laughs> it's just like, whoa, 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 whoa. what happened? <laughs> what happened? And like Emerald didn't have that. Emerald has sort of, you know, sure, he's not had necessarily the most financial success, but he seems like he might be doing all right. So good for him. Anyways, chopped. Sorry. Yeah, so chopped. All right. This guy, yeah, yeah. So it's like the second round. They're making their appetite. Uh, they're making their main course, right? And this guy, like, kind of fucks up. He's running out of time. So he's like, all right, I just need to throw this stuff in a food processor. But he leaves it in there. And then, like, at the end, like, the last second, he's, like, reaching into the food processor to grab this stuff out and put it on the plate. And he just, like, cuts his hand to shrink. <laughs> he gets, gets all these nicks. And he's, like, bleeding. And they show, like, the people with the coming in for the emergency stuff. And I was like, holy shit. I've never seen this before. And he they couldn't even eat the food because they're like, yeah, we couldn't eat it because your blood might be in this. <laughs> So he was clearly chopped in that round. Literally. Because they couldn't have they couldn't try the food. They're like, it looks great. It's just a shame we can't eat it because we don't know if there's blood in it or not. I'm like, it doesn't look like it. It's probably fine. Anyway, he got chopped. Still, yeah. But I so think that's the point, this, right? Like, yeah. yeah, if you're bleeding, don't serve food. <laughs> yeah, don't do it. But but for the Sims, I would yeah, I thought this was like, oh, the timing is great because just like on ESPN, they're playing NBA 2K20. Now you could get these like, sure, just give me Big Brother, but in Sims form. You know, where's where's the Second Life reality show? Why is that not showing up? Because you could have the same stuff that you have, but in Second Life. Yeah. Right. Yep. You could. I mean, you can do again. You can do it with any of these long. I mean, you can do it in World of Warcraft, right? Like you can do it in any of these games. I mean, Animal Talking. Are... Animal Talking is a talk show in Animal Crossing. I talked about that before. Fucking yeah. Sting was on it three weeks ago. Yeah. Again, this is sort of where video games. Shaggy. Become... Shaggy was on it last week. <laughs> that's the thing, man. Like again, that's why I'm surprised at Minecraft. And I know Minecraft isn't necessarily the. It doesn't have the juggernaut of EA behind it like The Sims does. Minecraft isn't sexy. That's the problem. You know, yeah, it's just it's all not blocks. <laughs> it's, it's all it's all blocks. It's a bunch of kids playing it. You look at you like game game for kids. Yeah. You know, you you look at that and you say that immediately. Right. You look at the Sims. Your immediate thought is not game for kids. Your immediate thought is, you know, everybody's played the Sims. Just like, oh, OK, it's like real people. Looks like what's yeah. going on it's here. Like, you make it's like fantasy life. things. Yeah. yeah. It's like you're gonna yeah. burn down your house. Yeah, it's like that type of stuff. Hey, I can lock wash, you into wash, a- washboard no. abs, washboard yeah, abs, exactly. washboard abs. You're dead because you took away the ladder from the pool. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Like that type of stuff. Like that's what it is. It's sort of like playing God. Um, exactly. Huh, interesting though. I mean, I'm not gonna watch it, but interesting no, that, this is, no. that this is no, decided I, to exist. So good for do you. Think, do you think this does well? No, I don't either. I think you got a problem with. Um, it's a content thing and it's a uh, a timing thing like Friday at 11 great, o'clock at night. And this would have been great 10 years ago. Yeah. I think the the one thing it might benefit from is with us really fucking up COVID in the States, everybody going back into lockdown, perhaps. Maybe people will be around Friday nights and Maybe be able just to watch this thing on TV. They're going to be able to watch it, right? It's just content. And that's part of the problem with some of this stuff as it's, it's not all good content. It's just feeding the machine to make sure that you have enough content. And so they'll start crossing sort of video games from like, because again, that's the problem. The video game stuff never really hits because the people who care about the stories don't or care about the worlds and all the stuff that we just talked about. They're not necessarily avid TV watchers of this. They'd much rather just play the game. 
right? Like if you're I'm, watching I'm this and you're you a well. giant yeah. Thames fan, you're like, why am I going to watch these other people play this game when I can just spend the next six hours playing it myself? Yeah. So that's have, what makes it tough. Yeah. I have zero interest in watching the Witcher TV show. Yeah, where it's like cooking is a little harder because you watch people cook and you're like, wow, that's really talented. I wasn't expecting you to make this, you know, reduced sauce from this crazy thing, right? Like that's a little different where there's actually like real education and science to it where I guess some would probably argue that The Sims has that. But that's all sort of predetermined and it's sort of like, yeah, you learn the game well enough where you know I do this and this and this and allows me to achieve this faster, when you're just like, I'd much rather just play it on my own to find that where, you know, cooking at least, you're just like, I can learn something new and then I can try this the next time I feed my family. Like, it's that type of stuff. Yeah. I think, uh, by the way, Food Network is probably the king of fallback channels. It's the Absolutely. best. You can't, you Absolutely. can't beat it. There are literally. I would argue. Hold on. A, there, there are literally 212,000 episodes of Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. You will you know never what? see the same episode twice. You know what I'm going to say beats it? And I think this is CNN. totally an age thing. CNN. HGTV. HGTV. Oh, yeah. You're old. Nothing's more fun than watching people go look for houses in foreign countries or renovate a bathroom or come up with a new kitchen scheme or try to sell a house in, a, in an area or whatever, love, right? Love like it or all list of those it. Things. Love it. You're a big oh, love it or dude, list it fan? All, dude, all of it. It's great. That, and that's what I mean by fallback TV. That's better fallback TV than, than Food Network. Because that's just more like you're 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 in a house. You you don't have to necessarily feel. And again, a lot of people don't like watching Food Network because it makes them hungry. I'm one of the opposites. I watch Food Network and it makes me not hungry. Really? Um, for whatever reason. Yeah, it's weird. Um, Their editing where, game is just on another great. level. It's like, great. It's on another level. And those like, two channels, on. you can you can pretty much put on a loop, and you'll never have to watch anything else again. I here's, really here's my problem. Here's the thing, though. I guess I don't. I don't live in a house and I have no aspiration to get a house, uh, but I'm always, um, but I'm always hungry and have aspirations to eat. So that's why food network does it for me. And the house stuff does not, it's like, Oh great. You got, you got another house with an Island and a big ass, like how many, how many, okay. All I'm thinking is like, what do these people do? Like anytime I look at that lover listed shell and they, and they throw around the budgets. I was like, what it's do nuts, you do? Right? What do Dude, you I'm do? wondering the same thing. Like, I'm trying to buy you? a house, and I'm wondering the same spend, thing. Like, how do you afford this house? <laughs> you should spend ten. You should spend, you should literally spend the first half of that show just telling us your resume and how you have that much money. Who well, like, are the, you? That, what kind of a tax evasion scheme do you have going on that lets you buy this house? The the house hunter show to me is always the most interesting one because you see what like houses cost in like South Carolina, and you're just like, wow, this is what three hundred thousand dollars gets you. That gets you nothing in any other city in the U.S., any other major city. And it's like, we're in Charleston, South Carolina, where you can buy a plantation for, for <laughs> half a million dollars. And it's like, yeah, Wellington, you can't buy anything for under 1.2 near this size, right? Like, that's just yeah. – so it's just that interesting. Would buy you, that buys you a shoebox in Manhattan. Yeah. Perfect. Exactly. That's what I mean. Or in LA, it buys you, you know, something that's, yeah, that's an hour true. and a half guess, away from your house. So I guess you go into the the middle of the country, but even then, it's like they got they got money for that area. Like, what are you doing in Absolutely. that area? But that's the thing, what right? You, like, and it, you own a I few mean, Kinkos. Maybe, like, what yeah. do you got going on? What are you <laughs> exactly. doing? Kinkos yeah, still like, a thing? They're still a thing, right? I think. My so. old I mean, I haven't been doing Kinkos in years, but I'm sure it is, right? Like, they at least sort of maybe have some branded paper or something by now. They have to. Guess so. A local hardware store. Yeah, again, I, I would argue that HGTV is better filler TV than Food Network, but they're both very good. I think they're they're one in one A, regardless of what order you pick. Yeah. All right. Well, cast your vote: Food Network or HGTV? It's, it's Food Network. That's the right answer. 
anyway all right that's it for the news um we can talk a little bit about politics i don't know if i don't i don't really care i trump <laughs> he's just getting worse the guy, the guy the guy bragged about having a I, I had a kid all right let's do it reddish bluish black is jewish here we go so i had a guy knock on my door yesterday it was like it was somebody um you know looking for uh, trying to get some votes for canvassing the vote i guess it is what do you call that i don't know anyway he's going around knocking on doors being like let me tell you about max rose your district your your representative i'm like cool i think i voted for that guy and he's like all right what kind of issues are you important i'm like are important to you i'm like uh trump i guess he's like well what about him i'm like you know fuck that guy (laughs) and and he says all right good (laughs) all right cool yeah that is the guy i voted for and uh and he's like what else i was like yeah you know education give give them more money you know we need need to get treat the teachers right and all that that's kind of it fix those things we're good to go oh man make sure make sure you can legally fly the confederate flag you know these kind of things these are the issues that matter to me uh but the guy like he tweeted or no i don't know if he tweeted or he said no he said on a hannity interview he's like i had a cognitive test he's like i had he's like i aced a cognitive test and they were impressed they said wow you know most people don't do that well he's like but you did great it's like what the fuck are we doing what is what is happening? This is the guy. Thirty three percent of people think he's handling the COVID crisis well. The headline on CNN is great majority of Americans disapprove of how Trump is handling uh, COVID-19. The real headline should be thirty three percent think he's doing a good job. They approve of the job he's doing. Who in the fuck are these people? Who are they? <sighs> people who disapprove of him? Like it's like just you say Trump, yeah Trump, but you haven't you haven't I, I haven't asked Mike. Doesn't matter Trump, and he's like, all right, I guess that's a yes. <laughs> it's those people. It's those people who just gonna who gonna ride around on their boat with their Confederate flag waving, and have Trump twenty twenty, and they're just like, yeah Trump, and it's like, but how do you think he's handling? Doesn't matter. He's great Trump. That's that's it. Those are who those people are. Yeah, I guess here's what he said. I. Let's see. Do, 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 do. He said, I proved I was there, all there because I aced it. I aced the test. Trump told Fox News Sean Hannity, saying he took the cognitive test very recently. The president described it as a very standard test. He took it Walter Reed in front of doctors who he claimed were very surprised by his unbelievable results. <laughs> Everyone's all everything he says. They were shocked. They were so surprised. Everyone's so surprised by it's like like you wouldn't believe. I could I could recognize a person like you wouldn't believe. It was the best ever. It was shocking. Just I can't man. Can't deal with it. At this point, it's just going to be coronavirus that's going to unseat him because the issues. It's always just going to be your side or my side. It's the coronavirus doesn't pick a side. Thirty three percent. Thirty three percent. They had to convince this this jackass to wear a fucking mask when he visited a hospital. Like, I guess he was doing a, a visit to some hospital and apparently like some of his aides, like this is probably uh conjecture in the reporting, but it's like the aides apparently had to, had to like beg him to wear a mask at this thing. It's like you're in a hospital. Wear a fucking mask. Yeah. It's not that like, hard. I can't, I can't breathe with the mask on. It's like, yeah. So all the people who, oh, who literally up. wear a mask all like, it's just so dumb. Shut it's up. dumb and he's dumb this so. <laughs> guy i for a guy who's such a brilliant businessman 
print fucking MAGA face masks. Sell them for whatever you want. Good point. That's a and good point. Make all the money in the world and and end this damn thing. Like you, that's all you need to do. All of a good sudden, point. that's a very good things, point. Give them out as giveaways. You know, put your message out there. Whatever you want to do, I don't care. Put your face like, on it. Like, like wear a mask. Want, just man. make sure it's a mega mask. Like he easily, like if he wants to be a sales, and this is why he's not that great of a sales. That's why everything about him is just fake. It's shit. It is. It's just fake, and people believe it, which is scarier than the fact that he's basically P.T. Barnum. <laughs> At this point, that's what he is. He's a snake oil salesman. Except he's is not a good, not as good of a singer. No, no, he's not a or a dancer. Barnum. Great yeah. singer, great dancer. It's true. <laughs> it's true. You still haven't seen that movie yet, have you? No. Yeah. Anyway, that was the only point I wanted to get to. Sell MAGA masks. Hell, maybe I should. Is there like a business? Should we just do that? Just sell MAGA mask? Would you do I'm, that? I'm, I'm, would yeah, you, if, for the money. Would absolutely. you go into business like, whatever. selling like, MAGA masks? Why not? Like, how hard could it be? Like, get them from China. Just yeah. red with white MAGA on it. Yep. And just start just start selling them. Sell those sell those things for ten bucks a pot. That's now again, thirty three percent of the country. That's like a hundred million people. It's a lot of money. Hundred million that's people. A lot of money. That's not a bad yeah. idea. Yeah, they're probably heard. You could probably hear it. You heard it here first. If you see them selling them, tell them that tell them that they owe us royalties. Yep. Ten uh, percent on every mask. I think you can. You get them on Amazon. Can you? Okay. Trump. Uh, there, there, there's black masks. Yeah, you got to you got to get the red ones though. There's one with Trump giving all, all finger. Lives Let's just make the most offensive saying on these masks. <laughs> just make, um, just get all, just sell alt right masks. Yeah, just alt right mask and just make a killing. Yeah, there's a lot of these. Oh, this one just says MAGA on it, and uh, this just looks like some bad Photoshop on it. But it's got two stars. It yeah, it's all drop shipping, right? Someone's just going to Ter- basically be like, <laughs> terrible quality, not a mask. It's a cut on T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, someone yeah. beat no, we we got to sell the real ones. We got to sell the actual, you know, the ones that yep. work. You don't want to. We don't want to sell these people false goods. They 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 appreciate quality. Would they buy it if it was made in China? I don't think they care. They don't care. His hats are probably made in China. He don't care. Okay. Oh, um, speaking of weird sayings, I passed um, during my ride. I meant to bring this up earlier. I passed a couple of weird billboards. Um, the first one I sent you a chat about this when it happened, just so I would not forget it i passed a billboard for peanuts i don't have a transition to this but it's a good way to get off politics um i passed a billboard for peanuts and they just sold um and it it didn't drive you to any brand like it wasn't a planter's billboard it wasn't anything it literally just said like something like have you heard about peanuts and i was like yeah yeah i have and it was just like about peanuts.com check it out like who's buying these billboards for peanuts but the better billboard i saw was on the way back and it was the slogan that just said this. And I wrote this down, but I was able to remember this. The point where I didn't have to. And it said this. Jesus recycles people. We recycle cars. <laughs> that is. Like reincarnation recycle? That is the actual slogan for Fitzgerald salvage and recycling. Because if you circle, if you Google that saying. Their slogan, it pops up. Their website shows up. Like they know what they're doing. So here we go. If you want to know what that means, are you curious? Sure. All right. When a product is brought to us, this is reading from their website, Fitzgerald.us. This is their about page. It looks like a website that hasn't been updated since 95, but here we go. When a product is brought to us, be it a junk car, 
an old washing machine or an old farm tractor, that product has been thrown away by society. For some reason, it has been deemed unusable or obsolete. We, however, see the inherent value in material that some people might not see. We take that item that was considered worthless and completely break it down. It is, the, it is then melted down to its purest form and made into a new product. In the same way, Jesus sees value in people that the world has given up on. When someone turns themselves over to him to be recycled, he makes them into a new person. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. I don't think that's the same thing. Uh, no, but you know, that's a hell <laughs> to, uh, that's a hell of a leap to get someone to buy your product. Yeah. That's a walk, man. I mean, it stands out, right? <laughs> All right. So we talked, we talked a lot about, I think media therapy, we kind of wove in, we talked about some reality shows last week. I feel terrible. I feel absolutely terrible that we didn't play the Paul Giamatti game. So, and and I, mean, I, I do want to talk about something before media therapy ends because I do have my own, and I'm not sure if whether or not you, I, I use your Disney Plus access, and so I think you might know what I want to talk about, but let, let's do the Paul Giamatti game first because Billions is on hiatus, apparently, mm-hmm. which I was shocked by because I think they got hit by COVID in the middle of shooting this season, so Paul Giamatti is on the bench right now. Thanks. That sucks. Um, yeah, so I got, I got t- someone asked two questions. For this one all right who's older now this is inspired recently because i saw the new uh, charlie's angels movie i think i told you about that and who shows up but the guy who shows up in every fucking movie now digimon hansu or gmon hansu however you want to pronounce it right so who's older gmon hansu or paul giamatti paul giamatti has to be older you sure Wow, interesting. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's a fun game. Not sure. I'm never sure. Digimon Hansu is three years older than Paul Giamatti. Wow. I mean, man, Paul Giamatti is he's getting rough right <laughs> rap on this thing. You could always guess that he's older and generally feel pretty good about it. Yeah. Um okay, so it's crazy. Here. All right, so here's the second question. Who has more acting credits? Digimon Hansu. Or Paul Giamatti. Now, keep in mind, if you're on a show like Billions, for example, that's counted as one credit. Okay. Okay. So a TV it show. Also, counts- oh, wait, hang on a second. Let me just make sure I'm being right here. Yeah. So I'm just looking at IMDb. I'm just looking at actor credits. Right. Okay. And yeah. So for example, there are 60 episodes of Billions. That still just counts as one thing. Okay. Now, now. He's been in a lot of movies, right? Like he's like even in like the the Marvel movies, he's been in a couple of those. Even if it's fairly quick cameos, he's been in. He's been in both Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Yes. Yeah. He's definitely. So get, he was definitely in the first one. No, he wasn't in both Guardians of the Galaxy. He was in the first one, but he also showed up in Captain Marvel. Because again, what, what what I know him from, I know him from two things, right? I know him from Amistad because he's he's, he's very black. And so I just remember him in Amistad. John said that. John said that. I didn't say that. Which is good, right? He's like, he's a black guy. And again, a lot of people might think he's Asian, given the way that you pronounce his name. You called him Digimon. (laughs) So it's like, that's, 
Um, well, I mean, how, how is it Gmon or Digimon? I, I, I'm guessing there's I'm guessing a D and there's a J. I don't. That's not. What are, like, you pronounce Genie? He's he's South. He's uh, African, right? It's an African. Yeah, so I'd say Gmon Hansu would be my guess. G-mon? G-mon? Because okay. DJ is sort of supposed to be like a, I think. Because there's that game. What was that game? The Game Boy game, and they called those things. Did like, you like little? Yeah, pretty. No, well, not. There was also it was a cartoon. It's a cartoon called Digimon. Anyways, I'm gonna say that I'm gonna say that he has more credits than Paul Giamatti. I think he's been around for a long time, especially if I remember him from Amistad. And Amistad was what, like 95, 94, 95. So yeah, he's been around for at least 30s, you know, close to 30 years at this point. Um, Amistad so gonna, was 97. Okay. Um, and I'm gonna get what I'm assuming he's been stu- in stuff way before that. Again, the dude is like he's, he looks great for being three years old Paul Giamatti. So I'm going to say Jimon Hansu or Digimon Hansu has more credits than Paul Giamatti. I'm going to blow your mind right now because this blew my mind, okay? Digimon Hansu has 60 actor credits, okay? okay? Paul Giamatti has 110 actor credits. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Paul Giamatti's been in a lot of shit, Holy man. He's been in so much shit. again? 110. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I just typed in Paul Giamatti. Oh, he was in 12 Years a Slave. Didn't know. Oh, uh, yeah. He was in, he was in, uh, he was in San, he was in San Andreas. I didn't realize right. making a sequel. Apparently, it is. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's going to yeah, be in Jungle yeah. Cruise. I'm excited now. Yeah, yeah. Paul Giamatti was in Planet of the Apes. The 2001. Shows up. <laughs> yeah, Paul Giamatti's been. I mean, Paul Giamatti. He's been. I'm now looking at both of these. He's been active not as long by a year, but he's got. Yeah, Paul Giamatti's been working. I guess that's what happens when you work. You look this old. This so many years, 97. He was in five things. Like the first thing I really remember him in was private parts, and that he was in five things that year. He might be the hardest working man in Hollywood. Paul Giamatti. That's why he looks that might way. Be. Might be. Tell me someone who's who's worked harder and all sorts of random roles. It's definitely him. Yeah, to show up in as many things like that? I don't know. I was gonna say like actual working. Tom Cruise is probably uh hardest working. I don't Cruise has 110 credits. I doubt that. I'd be shocked. No, no. What I'm saying, like, if you're just going to put in, like, effort, actual effort. effort. Yeah. Effort, it's Tom Cruise. So, yeah, he's got 50 credits, Tom Cruise. He doubles him in credits. <laughs> That's nuts. Who's that been in more cr- things than Paul Giamatti? Like, who's been in more things than this guy? Wow. How does he get That's- so much work? God bless but it's him. also a bunch of these little things like you need a you need a sleazy manager guy. We got you. Paul Giamatti. He's on call. He'll show up in five minutes. Yeah, he's been in, he's been in everything. <laughs> I'm just typing in random actors now to try to figure out who's been like even Denzel Washington, 58 actor credits. Like no one has as many credits as Paul Giamatti does as far as you need actor. to think cameos. You need to think cameos like you got to go like who are old like Christopher Plummer. Yeah, or you need guys that have just been like who are always like sidekicks in movie, or just like you know one-off characters that you shove in there for five ten minutes. Like Sean those- Bean. Yeah. Okay. Christopher. Cl- How many do you think Christopher Plummer has? I mean, he's been around forever, dude. I mean, I would say <laughs> again, I would say it's close, maybe hundred fifty. Uh huh. So he's his first appearance. His first credit is nineteen fifty three. Okay. <laughs> in the fifties. 
He's got 216. Jeez. Ooh. Paul Giamatti will become Christopher Plummer. That's, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He's just got to live forever. You know, Lar- let's see. Uh, what about Lars von Sydow? That guy, he's been in a ton of shit. Uh, let's see. Lars von Sydow. How the hell do you pronounce that name? Again, I, I wonder if whether or not, like, if you look at the top, the top people on, on IMDb, if you if like that's probably the easiest way to do this, right? Max von I'm, Sydow. It's Max von Sydow. Yeah, I think I might be a pro member at this point of IMDb. I think I should be just by being there. Just by uh, yeah, being by, I think so. Again, I don't even know what my password would be. I'll do this real quick. And then Max von Sydow I, had 163. He passed away though. Okay, so that's, oh, his, that's it. IMDb is owned by Amazon. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to log into this thing. That just made me really depressed. <laughs> <laughs> Everything in the future is going to be owned by Amazon or Disney or Google. Maybe Microsoft will get some of that pie. Man. Because they're going to be on the cloud. Before we end this very long podcast, this is what happens for not having an episode last week. I want to talk about Hamilton. Did you watch Hamilton? Because um, someone on your Disney Plus watched it. Yeah. My mom. A lot of people have it. Don't tell Disney. Now, Hamilton. They want their five bucks. Have you seen Hamilton? Do you you, I mean, you know what it's about? I'm sure, but not only do I know what it was, it's about. I played Hamilton in an elementary school play. I know everything there is to know about Hamilton. Did you do this version? <laughs> Were you rapping? Yeah, I, I actually. Um, this version is basically my version of the Paul Giamatti hit "Big Fat Liar." Now look, no, in case you're confused, no. But I Hamilton, get it. it it's uh, Hamilton, it's. Brown people it's, playing uh, white people rapping about the uh, founding of the Constitution. People are mad that it doesn't address racism. It's one of the most creative things I've ever seen. Just how it's done, right? Like the process of it. You're just like, this is really creative. Like it's it's extremely. And again, some of it's a little little hokey. Some of it's a little corny. Like the rapping, like it's fine, right? Like yeah, it is what it's it a, is. It's a Broadway show. It's a Broadway it's show. A Broadway so musical. Again, like, theater kids. They're like they're supposed to be a little weird. It's really creative. It's really well done. And I keep saying this to also keep saying, why do you keep asking me this? Why? Why was this made? <laughs> like, like, why, why are we talking about Alexander Hamilton? Like, like I get it. Like, it's the story of the Constitution. But like, why do we need to do like rap? Like, why does it exist? And it's one of those things. That I'm just like, it's it's one of those things where you just like you're trying to understand of like. <laughs> of creating this in the first place and maybe that's what makes it so cool of it like it's just super random because it's like it's a real story right like again the greatest the greatest musical of all time is the phantom of the opera i will not i'm not debating this anymore hamilton's not better than the phantom of the opera the phantom of the opera is a is a musical it's up op- it's got opera in it it's all of it it's just straight to the point it's a story hamilton is just like you still haven't seen the sequel right no, I haven't seen the sequel. Oh which my is, god, you need to see the I sequel. Know, I, we got to talk about it. So, like, the, but again, like Hamilton. I'm just watching this, and I'm just like, it's super creative. It's got brown people in it. We're telling the story through witty raps, and they're singing, and we're making fun of King George and all this stuff, and it's great. And it's talking about immigrants, and you know, the story of like, it's a story about America told by immigrants today, right? Because like the original Americans. They're like again, whatever the like you can make all this justification of why that's great, but still not answer the question of like why the hell did we make this? <laughs> like, why the hell did this exist? And so, like, that's my feelings on it. Like, it's super creative. I enjoyed it, but I'm sort of like, why does this like 
it's not even like Book of Mormon, right? Where you're, like, you're trying to like dive into religion. And, tell, and again, I guess it's because Lin-Manuel Miranda said people don't know American history. So I wanted to tell American history in a new modern way that would speak to me. And I know the story of Alexander Hamilton, like the scan. Like I know, I know a bit about American history. And I just don't understand why. Like, why the hell did we have to tell this story? Because, again, it's like, it's interesting, but it ain't that interesting. It's about Alexander Hamilton. Like, it just, who cares? And it's just like, it's not like who cares about the musical. It's like, who cares about Alexander Hamilton? Like, it's just so, I'm so confused by it. And I think I'm starting to annoy Alice because she's like, stop asking this question. If you enjoyed it, then just enjoy it for what it is. When fair enough. But that's my takeaway. Um, I don't know why this was made, but I enjoyed it and super creative. Do you want me to tell you or just want to keep annoying her with the question? I mean, you could do both. I could tell you and you can keep annoying her by asking the question. Tell me. Okay, cool. Here we go. It's reading from Wikipedia, of course. Background. While on vacation for performing in his hit Broadway show, In the Heights, Lin-Manuel Miranda read a copy of the 2004 biography, Alexander Hamilton by Ron Chernow. After finishing the first few chapters, Miranda began to envision the life of Hamilton as a musical and research whether a stage musical of Hamilton's life had been created. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine going through that process. Like, I, somebody else has had to have made this musical before, right? <laughs> yeah, <it's- laughs> All he found was that a play of Hamilton's story had been done on Broadway in 1917 starring George Arliss as Alexander Hamilton. Miranda, therefore, began a project titled The Hamilton Mixtape. On May 12th, 2009, Miranda was invited to perform music from In the Heights at the White House at the White House Evening of Poetry, Music, and the Spoken Word. I miss Obama. Instead, he performed the first song from the Hamilton mixtape, an early version of what would later become Alexander Hamilton, Hamilton's opening number. He spent a year after that working on My Shot, another early number from the show. Miranda performed in in a workshop production of the show, then titled Hamilton Mixtape, at a Vassar Reading Festival in July 27, 2013. Workshop production was directed by Thomas Kale and musically directed by Alex whatever. Da-da-da-da. I think that's about it. So there you go. That's how he did it. He read a book. He's like, this is cool. And then uh, right, he made the musical. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, fair enough. It's cool. Alexander Hamilton is kind of an interesting dude, like of all the people, because he's not... He's not the founder that you usually think of, but he was there. Like they're not putting. Like, I, I assume there's some statues of Hamilton, but they're not. Yeah, not on money, right? Like he's not, not on Rushmore. Like, yeah, like he's just he's he's shot. Like, he he died kind of you what know a duel. Aaron Burr, yeah. and again, Aaron Burr, again, the story's really about Aaron Burr as well, right? Like they go through Aaron Burr, but like I'm only known for doing this one thing, which is true. No one knows Aaron Burr because I mean Aaron Burr was vice president and all this stuff, but like no one really. They're just like, yeah, he's the dude that shot Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's again, I'm not saying that I didn't enjoy it and it's not creative. I'm just like, I wonder, and I guess this is what makes us really creative, because I'm just like, how do you get here? Like, I wonder if Lynn Ma- when Manuel Miranda ever wakes up and just goes, like, I can't believe I made a musical about Alexander Hamilton. It turned into this. He has to think that. I'm like, I can't believe I wrote some real goofy raps about Alexander Hamilton and Aaron Burr and did rap battles telling American history. And it's made me like the greatest, one of the greatest, you know, Broadway musical stars or Broadway musical creators of all time. Yeah. The that woke crowd's, woke crowd's going after him too, by the way. Who is? The woke, the woke crowd? crowd. Oh, because again, he's not actually addressing the fact that every single one of those people in that story owns slaves. <laughs> right. Right. 
But again, that's part of the story, right? It's a black guy playing Aaron Burr. There's only so much time. There's only so much time. It's like, are you really going to attack a guy for that? This is this is why Trump's going to win. Yeah, yeah, like it's cool. It's it's again, it's super cool. And I just want to know how. Like, this is one of those things that, like, I hope he doesn't create a sequel, right? Like, I hope it's just because he built this. No, they won't. They killed the title character. What's he going to do? American history. You tell the story about the next guy. Like, you can literally just keep going. He could do this for the rest of time. Oh, you know what I would do if I was him? I would make like a, I would do like the the same story, but about the um, the Articles of the Confederacy, but with again <laughs> yeah. with all with all the brown with the same brown cast, and so, we're yeah. and we're rapping and we're doing songs and we're you know we're dancing around and we're doing stuff. It's just very, yeah. it's just so interesting. The fact that like this, again, he has to wake up and be like, I can't believe that this is what my life has turned into. Um, because the dude can't go anywhere without people singing these songs. And again, I don't remember the song. Like, I'm just not like Phantom of the Opera. Like the Phantom of the Opera is the greatest musical of all time. Um, and so this is cool. It's not the Phantom of the Opera. Um, all right. Well, so, yeah. I'll check That's it out. My maybe, maybe I'll watch it this weekend. It's supposed to we we got a tropical storm. I thought it was gonna be raining the whole weekend. It's I mean the sun came out this afternoon after torrential rain early on. So who the hell knows what's gonna happen? But I'm not going anywhere. I gotta be quarantined because I got seven days until my test results come back. And uh yeah, so maybe I'll give it a watch. And you should watch what is it called? Love Never Dies? Is that the name of that? <laughs> Whatever it is, yeah. Yep, that's the one. Love never dies. You need to watch that. You might need to go through questionable means to do so, but I think it's worth the journey. Um, and just go in with an open mind. <laughs> that's what I'll say about that one. I think we can stop there. What do you think? You got anything else? No, that's it. That's it. Um, yeah, I need to play more Last of Us Two, and I'm gonna try to buy this Ghost of Tsushima game. Like, I'm totally going to do that, and uh, we can talk about that next week, as you'll probably not play it yet. So, uh, no, because it'll be well, if we if it comes out Friday, I'll play it by Saturday. So, if we record Saturday, I can talk about it then. Fair enough. We'll see. We'll see. I'll be, we I'm going to finish Last of Us Part Two. I will finish it this weekend. We'll finish it. I'm at, I'm at the home stretch. Right. Um, all right. Well, that's it for us. Um, go to he'sabroad.com, see links to all the socials and stuff. You could subscribe rate us do all that stuff um let's see uh you should you should call your relatives in florida everybody knows somebody in florida right tell them stay home stay home and listen to he's abroad podcast and when they say what's that you you send them the links that i just told you about and then and then they'll listen to that while they're in quarantine and you know scare for their lives and include your relatives from Texas. Though I think more people have relatives in Florida than in Texas, depending on where you are. By the way, how are your parents? Because they're in Arizona and they got spiking cases there. They're right. They good. Yeah. They're staying inside. That's the key is you've got a lot of services and just try to find things to keep yourself busy. I know it's hard, but you got to stay inside and try to keep yourself busy because these animals out here will get you sick. So let them get sick and you just, again, it's a year that you got to kind of have to write off, which is interesting, right? Because 2020, start of a new decade, all these new great things, you're going to have to kind of write this one off and just go, all right, we'll try again in 2021. (laughs) Yep. Mother Nature does not give a fuck about your plants and it doesn't give a fuck about the arbitrary numbers that we put every year. So there you go. This year will be just a very tiny blip in the grand scheme of Earth. So just ride this one out and live to to see another year. (laughs) Exactly. 
get to that point where you can freely travel and go to that bar and, uh, you know, go to get out Anakin of hiding. And, and all wear the a mask. Yeah. And if you know any mask makers who could make us make these uh, legitimate, legitimate MAGA masks to sell to these dummies, then uh, let us know. We'll cut you in on a very small we'll even, We need to like poke little holes in it to be like better airflow so you don't suffocate. Like all that type of stuff we need to do. I mean, well, that'll be, that, that defeats the purpose. We're not trying to kill them. We're trying to protect them. Trying to get them to buy these masks. And right, if they want supposed to, but they're supposed to be masks that work. You forget the whole point of the mask. If we're going down us from you, if we're going down this unethical route, does it matter? I'm going to wear a regular. They can wear the MAGA mask. The the ethical point, you got to understand the scheme. All right. The scheme is to get them to wear the mask so that they can wear it because they're not going to wear masks other way other because they're assholes. So they're going to buy the masks and then they'll wear the masks out. Because up until this point, they're not wearing masks at all. The only way cases are going to go down is if everybody wears a mask. So we need to get these 33% of the dummies who think they don't have to wear masks to wear these very fashionable MAGA masks that actually work because the whole point of them is to protect us, not you. That's what the purpose of the mask is. Are you with me now? Does the scheme make sense? Or you still think that we should be poking holes in the masks so that they can infect us with their with their COVID breath? You keep saying sticks. us. You keep Maybe. saying us. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I want to say because I I don't have this problem. We got no masks. Well, it does. I, you do have the problem because you still got that passport. I I breathe freely. I will very happily stay stay here where I am <laughs> until my other passport comes in. I will hang out, enjoy. We'll have have a drink at a bar because I can't do I that. Shall. I shall. <laughs> right. This podcast is over.